0: blog talk radio
1: live from the talk radio 49 studios in little rock arkansas it's bad brad hicks money mike carnahan and of course The Pretty Boy Sean Castleberry, it's your weekly look at humorous top headlines and current events. It's the American Idiot Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the American Idiot Show. I'm Money Mike Carnahan, joined as always by Mr. Bad Brad Hicks and uh, Mr. Sean Castleberry, currently somewhere on the interstate. Not a part of our Facebook uh, live stream just yet, but uh, a pretty groundbreaking episode for us here at the American Idiot Show as we are now streaming live over on the American Idiot's uh, Facebook page. Uh, Brad, how are you doing today?
2: Doing pretty good. Um, one of the abilities we do is to have, let me get that off screen before you saw that. Uh oh, I. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to Blog Talk Radio right now, we appreciate you for being a part of the podcast. We wanted to make an effort for you to be able to access the show uh, in many more venues, so we've added it to our Facebook Live page as well. That way, if you aren't around a telephone or you're not around a streaming service like uh, Podbean or whatever, iTunes, iHeart, whatever, you can go straight to Facebook Live, you can watch video, you can see dumb shit, It is what it is, but yeah, we enjoy this. Uh, Got a lot to talk about tonight, Um, and what's cool about it though, Michael, of course, for the podcast audience, for the audio only, again, you're not going to be able to actually see or hear the clips, of course, that we will be playing. Please, though, note that uh, we haven't gone anywhere, and we uh, we hope that you join us on the Facebook Live Show, and then... um, you know, hopefully we can get this out on a couple of more venues as time progresses. But uh, I love it, man. I love it. And the fact that I've got my straight out of Little Rock shirt on, Sean, even though I'm not from Little Rock, I don't give a shit.
3: <laughs> Hello? Is I mean. Know, Sean, you with us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I yes, can hear you. Go got ahead. You, Sean. I'm just trying to figure out this streaming. You know me my
2: dumbass. <laughs> Sean oh, asked me that oh. in Code Talk for the perfect hair. Sean's not actually figuring out shit. He's, he's applying his fifth can of spray into his hair.
1: Exactly. He. Is, this guy wasn't on the interstate. This guy is actually in his makeup trailer right now as we
3: speak.
1: He has written this into his hey. contract. He is trying to get the perfect
3: hair molded. I ain't got to do anything for the perfect. This happens, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, what? Here's
2: the thing. That is the interstate you're hearing. But see, Sean is such a badass. He's like a demigod that he commands the fucking air to to exercise his hair in perfect formation. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is right. <laughs> Michael, are you can, are you hearing me on the live stream? Because I had to mute my computer because of, there's a delay between the board here that I'm on Blog Talk. But am I coming through the live feed? I, I want to make sure I'm coming through the live feed.
1: Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna go ahead and unmute us. We're a little bit behind here as oh, we're, uh, is, uh
2: live. That is
1: the interstate here. are the There you go. Down yes, I can road. hear you just fine on the uh, on the live stream as you were telling your internet as you were telling your interstate uh, joke there. But uh,
2: gentlemen, let me got tell you, a first of all. First of all, before we get started, I want to say that the invention of this Facebook Live, even though it was my brainchild and I'll take full credit for it, uh, is bullshit because I have a face made for radio. Just saying.
1: Hey, I'm with you there, man. I I
2: can't I can't quite
1: say I'm too excited about showing my uh, showing my John, face. This
2: dude looks like a terrorist. He is I back do. to terrorist look. He's got the wife beater on. This beard going on? I mean, I swear to God, dude, I, I thought for a minute he was on a deck of playing cards, bro. It's
1: not even. It's not even like that. Hold on now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, it's not. It's it's not even like that right now.
0: It's but, just a
2: quarantine beard. No need to be alarmed. Look, he's 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 the offset of Al Qaeda. It's all weirdo. <laughs> Well, as
0: we ladies uh, and if you're here, watching
2: Facebook Live right now, if watch your children if a man like this approaches, just just PSA for the for the future.
1: Oh my goodness! I don't like y'all people. You, you guys are you guys are crazy! I don't know why I agreed to uh, to go live with you guys. This is the uh, this is the worst idea I've ever had.
2: Well, let's let's just let okay. Let's begin the show right now with the perfect segue. I'm not sure you're familiar with that. But, Sean, you're on the interstate. I've got to know something. A lot of the states have – and and I know that there's a lot to talk about, but I want to lead off with something a little bit more softer and lighter before we get into the meat of of the things that have been going on. But, Sean, you said that you're on the interstate. And, of course, a lot of the states have adopted higher speeds for the interstate now. Arkansas has just approved a five-mile-an-hour increase uh, on the interstate system and such. What are your thoughts about that? Do you think that that's a good idea, or is it going to even make an impact whatsoever?
3: You said that they're going to improve the speed by five miles an hour.
2: They're going to increase the speed, yes, by five miles an hour. So a 60 will go to a 65. Of course, 70 will be 75. And that will be on the interstate system.
3: Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. I do 85 to 90 anyway. You fucking rebel you. (laughs) <laughs> I know right No no I, I think that they should uh, Actually raise the uh, speed limits Because it's been proven uh, Especially over in Germany You know on the Autobahn That you know the high speed accidents They're rare And uh, it actually uh, it works out better It gets people you know If you could just keep the, the slow drivers out of the passing lane It would work a lot better Yes Okay look
2: that's my pet peeve If your fucking ass is in the left lane the inside lane, and you're doing 60, then I should have the ability to drive a fucking tank over you. Saying, get the hell out of the way. I tell you, I can't disagree uh, with
1: this statement. Uh, I mean, I, I, as you sit here and you look at these things, uh, I, even though you can, you can have the speed limit at whatever you want it to be, but. That doesn't mean you're always going to have the idiots that want to go 45 on the interstate, the freaking grandpas of the world and everything. Oh,
2: yeah. it's 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 stupid. It's absolutely
3: 100% stupid. It's it's really infuriating because those people in the left lane, you know, doing – okay, let's say the speed limit's 70. There's always that one guy doing 60 in the left lane. He doesn't give a shit. He even looks at you in the mirror, like "Go around me." What are you going to do? It's my road. I pay for it, and it's like, "Look, dude, move the fuck over. If you don't want to do seventy, I'll do more than seventy and make up for you." That's what I want to tell him, but of course, you can't.
2: No,
0: you can't. And
3: and it pisses me. It just—it's bullshit.
2: You know, and they have an impeder law. They actually have an impedance law on the freeway.
1: Brad, I don't know if you know this, but we've actually lost your uh, video feed. I don't know if you turned it off on purpose or not.
2: Yeah, I turned it off on purpose because the American public doesn't need to see me doing this big line of cocaine. Shut the fuck up. that's am okay. kidding.
0: Well,
1: uh, <laughs> a big line of cocaine.
0: This is a uh, Charlie, first for she, the American Idiot Charlie, Show, Mr. Brad Hicks. Stop. stop.
2: <laughs> Tiger blood, calm the hell down back there. I'm, I'll be there in a minute. Fuck.
1: Talk. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, as we wait here for Sean to go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of our uh, of our show tonight, so he can go ahead and join along with our Facebook Live here. Um, can I have a rant?
2: Can I do a rant right now? A rant. Go ahead
1: and rant all you want,
0: Mister Brad.
2: I really i want I want Sean's opinion on this. I really do because this is I read this the other day, um, and it. Actually, I read it today, and it pissed me off. So we're all in agreement that that the, the United States has dropped the ball on the stimulus packages as far as sustain, uh, sustainability within what is now an ever increasing pandemic. We had 416 new cases in the state of Arkansas alone in the last 24 hours. But so we can all agree to that, right?
1: Absolutely.
3: Yes.
2: Okay. So here's my point, okay, and I'm not, and I, this, this, I understand that you have to be able to sustain livability when you're uh, not able to work. I was fortunate enough, I guess you could say I was fortunate enough, even though in my line of work that I've, you know, I expose myself on a daily basis to the virus. Um, God damn, that didn't sound right at all for a minute. I'm glad I corrected that. But uh, so... You know, you, I haven't, my life hasn't changed other than I can't go get a fucking Big Mac at one o'clock in the morning, which pisses me off. But anyway, so you have people, and I understand that they have to make a living, but you have people making double their wages a week, okay, to get through the pandemic. Now, I have a hard time understanding and I don't, I mean, I'm probably not going to make a whole lot of friends with saying that, but it doesn't make any sense to me that, 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 that they're making, they go from 500 a week to damn near a thousand dollars a week. And what pissed me off wasn't really just that. Cause it doesn't matter. I'm going to survive regardless. But now they've included a uh, back to work incentive. They're basically going to pay you more money to go back to work. And that's where I'm like, what the hell is wrong with this system? Like, where's the money for people like me and and Sean, who? And, and no offense to you, Michael, but uh, you know they made accommodations for you guys to be at home, but like me and Sean are out here in the fourth. You know, I'm, I mean, I guess the front lines. I guess if you want to call it, we're you know we're around the public. But where is yes. where is the incentive for me and Sean to not have said, you know what? Screw this. I'm gonna lose my job and draw unemployment and make $7,200 in three months or in two months because you're making $3,600 a month if you make 900 bucks because they're adding 600 on top of that. Where's the incentive for guys like that to stay with their job? And then you're going to – then you've created this problem and you're going to feed the problem by giving them a bonus to go back to work? Bullshit.
1: I mean, I would say yes. – I would hazard to say anything about that necessarily, because I think, in uh, in all honesty, I think that the whole point is some of these people's jobs aren't coming back. Some of these people will never have their job again. We talked uh, earlier at work. Uh, I guess Chuck E. Cheese is now filing, filing bankruptcy, so we know that there's you know millions of locations of Chuck E. Cheese across this country. And now all those people are out of work. And then you look at, you know, some of the other situations going on. I think that that is really where they are trying to benefit the people. It just happens that, you know, people like
0: myself,
1: people like you guys who have been able to continue to work throughout this pandemic are also going to benefit in that situation. Where? I mean... I got an extra $1,200 in my bank account.
2: I understand that, but let me ask you something. You know, and I'll be fruitfully honest. uh, I got that. Oh, my God. He just got up with shorts on. Whoa. Uh, But anyway.
3: At least he had underwear on.
2: Yes, exactly. But here's the problem that I have with that, Sean, and, and, and I'm not and I and look, I'm not downplaying anybody for getting it. It's what it is. But what I'm saying is in in, in in light of what you just said, Michael, is I would like to see statistically okay, uh, if if you go from okay, they july thirty first the unemployment benefits are are gonna run out as far as the extra six hundred bucks unless they file an extension, which we know that they're going to be – they've said already that they're going to go back to the drawing board at the, in the beginning of July and really look at this stimulus package. Now, mm-hmm. to me, you know, what I think they should have done, is all honesty, is for guys like us that are still working, what they should have done is nulled the payroll tax and allowed us to earn our complete paycheck – during the duration of this pandemic And that would Because honestly it's like It, it just kind of sticks in my crawl And it proves my point that, that that the Democrats and the Republicans Have a certain fucking amount of people That they care about And that's all the fuck they care about If you're going to work Fuck you, deal with it And to me, like I said at the end of all this I want to see who has the difference, like okay, if you made three thousand six hundred dollars a month at that nine hundred magical figure, adding six hundred, if you got three hundred, whatever, uh, if you made double your weekly income, and you're and, and at the end of all this, you're still going back to the same style place where you live, same everything except you have more fancier shit. Then to me, it was a joke.
1: I could see that, but my question there is. How does the payroll tax help the people who unfortunately were fur- furloughed and things of that nature? Are you saying give the people that are still working the payroll uh, holiday and then give the people who aren't the 1200 Or how?
2: how no, you- no, what I'm say- no, what I'm saying, and Sean, I, think you, I don't know if you follow me. If you want to add $600, I, I don't know where the $600 figure came up for the a- added income okay mm-hmm. I don't even know where that came up from, but what I'm saying is, is if, if you're gonna go for the unemployed then give the give the employer and give the uh the the employee that's still working the benefit of not having to pay a a, a, a an income tax at the moment or not in- i guess whatever federal taxes tax payroll tax cut that out so that instead of getting uh, if you make Fifteen dollars an hour, and you and you earn what fucking a thousand dollars a week, okay? Then instead of taking uh, two hundred and eighty-five dollars out of my fucking taxes, and, and I'm getting an eight nine hundred dollar check, give me my full amount that I work for during this pandemic. Because to me, it, and I feel like this is that I understand that there, there's forty four million people filing for unemployment. I by no means am I saying. That I'm that I that I don't want them to get shit because I understand that that wasn't their there wasn't their responsibility and their their fault that they got laid off. I'm okay with that. But what I'm irritated with is that this federal government who hasn't done a fucking thing for people that still go to work. Uh, you know, I am happy that and I and I'll plug this shit all day long that like big red gas stations gave their employees whether whether you think it's significant or not gave each one of their employees a dollar raise. Okay. For the most part, from what I understand, from what I've been reading, a lot of like Kroger's Just gave their employees benefit, you know, extra incentives here and there. But the federal government needs to show that it's for the people as a whole, not just certain individuals. Because I just feel like I don't understand sometimes what they think.
1: I could agree with that, uh, Sean. I mean, how do you feel about
3: that? <laughs> Uh, the whole, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The whole tax thing. I don't know. I mean, I got the stimulus check, and then I got more because of my kids. So uh, I don't. I don't. I didn't mind getting the stimulus check. It didn't bother me at all. Okay.
1: Now, do you, you know, do I'm you feel like you're missing check. out on extra? Do you feel like you're missing out on extra by not receiving like a payroll tax? Because the unemployed are now receiving an additional six hundred dollars on top of on top of what they're already receiving.
3: I, I'm sorry, I missed that. What was that? Do you feel like you're missing
1: out on a?
3: Do you feel like you're? I guess. What, I guess
1: what I'm getting from this is that Brad is saying that they are almost rewarding people for not continuing to try to find gainful employment during this pandemic.
2: No, that's not what I – let me clarify my statement. I'll, I'll clarify What I'm saying is, is that if you're going to afford one group of people unfortunate circumstances as they have encountered – the ability to save and build up through this pandemic, because there's no there's no guarantee for anybody's job. And let's be honest, you know what I'm saying? There's no guarantee because I, you know, in the housing industry, if people can't afford to pay their rent, these developers don't get any money, and then guess what? I don't get paid. So to me, you should allow everybody who and, and there's a lot of people that work that, that that at the at the complex that I'm at. Give everybody the opportunity to save and better themselves and, and make something of it. I didn't ever have a chance with my stimulus check to do anything outrageous because I elected to pay off about four or five different things that I owed money on so that the value of my dollar coming in each week would be bigger because I wouldn't have that payment set up. But there's a lot of people that don't think that way. I mean, I have attended the Dave Ramsey course, uh, Financial Peace, and I'm a big firm believer that cash is king. So I'm trying to eliminate every single payment that I can so that my dollar works for me and I don't work for my dollar anymore.
3: I can understand that. John? Um, Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Okay,
1: I mean I, I have no problem in theory with a payroll deduction or a payroll tax, I guess I should say holiday. I, I have no problem with that in theory. I, I mean, why not? Uh, if we have the extra money, why definitely why not? Let's help the let's help the American people help we're, while we're at while we'll, we're talking about taking all this money from the police departments. Let's go ahead and put it right back in American pockets. I have no problem with that at all. Uh and I mean let's be honest, we're talking about uh, Los Angeles, I think last week or the week before pulled out some fifty five million dollars out of the uh police department's budget. That's that could go a lot of way uh quite a ways in helping out uh with this with this uh payroll holiday ta- uh, situation. Uh I mean a, a, that's just my thoughts. Can
3: everybody hear me? Yes, I'm trying to figure out this streaming thing. I'm sorry. I'm pretty distracted. I haven't oh, been able fine. to sign on.
2: You're fine. I'm just, uh, I see Brian. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on mute. I was on mute. I, had, I i muted my phone for a minute. I'm still learning. I Look, I'm. you're running the fucking blog talk, and I'm trying to produce the live stream, and shit is confusing. But, you no, know, what I was, uh, Sean, there should be a, if if you need me to it go up in the chat room and uh there's a link to the stream and it'll put you in and then I can feed you in when you're ready. But uh uh again no, my, uh, the first
3: time ahead, my, my phone my phone won't let me do it while I'm on blog talk. It won't give me access to the camera and the microphone. Um so right. I'm trying to get the laptop set up so I can use that.
1: Need, you should only need uh it, it, you can use your webcam, obviously, but you should only need uh, access to your camera. You shouldn't need access to the microphone itself well
3: because you're going to use the yeah, microphone. It's, it, it's an Apple.
1: Hey, Apple rocks.
3: Yeah, but it's not letting me do both at the same time. I understand. You know? I understand. Well, uh, I'm going to try on the other laptop. It'll, we're it'll definitely take me a few minutes.
2: Oh, you know That's on, all good. We, we got your audio. Advice. That's all we need because I don't like when you come on the camera. Anyway, you make me look even worse than I already am. Fuckface. Right. Um, right.
0: That ladies is and gentlemen,
1: we cannot stress this enough: just how uh, perfect this man's hair is. When you see it,
2: don't stare directly Michael, at it
1: because you may turn to stone.
2: Sean is not into men, so quit hitting on him. Fucking
3: weird. What are you saying? I'm a, I'm a titan now. You're something.
2: I'm
0: just saying, you're but, not
2: a human with the way your hair works. Let's, let's, hey, I mean, have we really had time to digest six months and six and a half months into 2020? Holy shit. Plank.
1: Dude, I think it's scarier the fact that we have five and a half months left of 2020 because, uh, holy shit. We thought 16 was bad. We thought I think it was 18 was bad. Shit, that was just celebrities passing away, which, of course, you know, we all feel bad for, you know, the families and everything of the celebrities that did pass in those times. But Jesus, can you remember in your lifetime, Brad, a year that has been as tumultuous as 2020 has thus far?
2: Well, Sean goes back this far. Uh, what You were born in
0: 1990?
2: Yeah. Okay, so you were two years old, so it had probably little to no impact on you as far as in the moment. I was 14 years old and can remember watching it to this day. But uh, I think as far as 2020 goes, you had the pandemic and you have these 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 wars that are these protests and this race war that's that's going on right now, uh, to a degree I call it a race war, but I don't you know I mean I don't mean it probably as the way it came out, but 1992 was pretty was a pretty eventful at least the first, like in April uh, because of the the L.A. riots, and you know if you go to Netflix, there's a, a Black Lives Matter collection on Netflix now. And they've got some really good documentaries about the L.A. riots. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I went back. I didn't realize the influence that Daryl Gates actually had on the LAPD and his actual viewpoints. I thought Mark Furman was a son of a bitch. Holy hell. Uh, we, you have Daryl Gates, the, the the chief of the Los Angeles Police Department from 19... 19- from whatever it was, you had a you had like a black mayor in 1969 serving into this time period, uh, but Daryl Gates is this white guy, and he really legit he's on file calling uh, the African American community gorillas, like a gorillas in the mist. If you go back and you watch that document uh, a documentary on Netflix, Sean, it's like LA 92, I believe it was. I, I you yeah. know, I thought, to my, I thought I thought to myself this. Uh, no. Let's see. Are you ready, Sean? Do you want to come on live, or do you want to wait for a minute? Oh, go ahead. Oh my! All right. Oh my. The perfect hair is here, and
1: we can get the meat and
2: tigers now. Uh, we got a feed though, so Sean's gonna
3: have to
0: You're gonna Use have to his mute. speakers. Yeah,
3: that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm. I. Uh, God damn it.
0: Hey, there we go. It looks like it's going down.
3: your should be in the bottom right corner.
0: We're just There
1: we go. There we go. That is perfect. And now it looks like we are bringing you up here, uh, badass motherfucker. Okay. So, uh, Brad, we have a badass motherfucker in our in our midst.
2: Yeah, I don't like being that close to the screen. So we're going to do it like this.
0: (laughs) Okay, so now that we've got
2: (laughs) everybody on here, uh, we are going to actually, uh, we're going to watch this clip, Sean. Of course, this is the actual Howard Stern blackface video as it happened. This is it right here. We're going to watch it, and then we're going to talk about it so you can get a perspective, because I don't remember it. This was back in 1993, but let me go ahead and hit this play button real quick, and there it is.
3: Here we go.
1: Brad, I'm not so sure you're uh, getting any sound from this. You may have to unmute your uh you may have to unmute your uh you may have to unmute your um uh, feed there on the live feed There we go of fried chicken sitting right there right
3: now? Hold on a second. Hold on. Is that George Jefferson? Oh, wait. That might be. Oh, her, Sherman her, What's his name?
1: Sherman Helmswood. Oh. oh, my goodness.
2: Oh my. Oh my. I am um, at an absolute loss because and I'll be honest with you my first initial reaction on all of that was, all that, but, I, was
0: like,
2: okay. um, I was like okay um at first but then the incessant in bombs and the uh, uh, wow. I I mean I, I don't even know how what to even
4: just
1: I think Sean's hitting the nail on the head with that beer can right now, I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> wow. Uh, Brad,
0: that we was lost Sermon your picture, Helmsley. by the
3: way.
2: Yeah, I took that it was, down for was, a second. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, that is uh that was fucking crazy. I, I had never seen that and I could have gone the rest of my life without seeing that.
2: Now, that was a pay-per-view. Not that it made it any better, but that was an actual pay-per-view thing that he had done. Now, Sean, I'm going to put something up here on the screen. This is a quote from Howard Stern regarding uh, that incident. Um, Of course, he says the shit that I did was effing crazy. I'll be the first to admit I won't go back and watch those old shows. It's like, who is that guy? But that was my stick. That's what I did. He goes on ahead. Of course, they won't let me finish the other one. But it goes on ahead to say something to the effect of that even white supremacists and, and nationalists in the KKK didn't even like him. So he justifies it being a pay-per-view special. Um, I don't know if you can just – I mean, that was – I don't think you can
1: justify it being a pay-per-view special. I mean, literally, that is. And part of me wants to ask what year
2: that was, but that's nineteen ninety-three. Nineteen? Oh my god! No. Well, and to preface this, to preface this, uh, and I'm not defending it, but I'll give you a little backlog, Michael. You you've probably seen it on television. Uh, but it doesn't get talked about, like when Whoopi Goldberg brings up the blackface issue, she doesn't talk about it. But that was a reenactment of what was that, Sean? Was that was that an award ceremony where Ted Danson did the blackface? And now that yes, Whoopi Ted Goldberg, had...
3: yes, Ted Danson and Whoopi Goldberg were were in a relationship at the time, and from what I understand, it was her idea. She thought that it would be hilarious, and they went ahead with it, and there wasn't a lot of backlash back then. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember a lot at all. In fact, no one's even brought it up uh, here recently. I, I, I have been surprised that we haven't seen that, you know, a big picture of a Ted dancing in blackface. You know, um, I mean, shit, you can't do that anymore. 25 years ago, Blazing Saddles, that type of humor, you know, that was everywhere. And uh, everybody loved that stuff back then. Uh, didn't matter what color you were, but nowadays you you can't do anything. But I think Howard Stern really pushed the fucking invoke with that one. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah, I mean that
2: that was
1: Howard Stern is no stranger to controversy by any stretch of the imagination.
2: But man, oh! But now, but now Howard Stern though usually pushes the boundaries that offend. That, that, that borderline on misogyny and things of that nature I, I never knew that Howard Stern dropped you know that I mean that you know and, and, and you go back and you look at you know you go back and you look at things like uh, uh, Cat Williams and 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 uh, guys like that, and how they they make fun of you know within their own deal. And so there's, and I'm asking this, this is not my opinion, but I like to play the the devil's advocate at times. Is there a way to discern from that type of comedic performance if it's an African-American or Hispanic talking about their own race of people uh, or does the narrative change when it becomes a white person imitating what somebody has done previously but taking it up to the highest freaking level that, that, to be honest with you, I don't even. I, I. Not gonna lie to you. There. There. It was. There were parts of it that made me laugh, but then there were parts of me that were like, "Dude, you don't need to drop the in bomb like that." You know what I'm saying? Uh,
1: Absolutely, I would agree. And I mean, feel free to dial in, guys, if you're watching us live on it. Facebook or listening to us here on Blog Talk three four nine eight nine one one seven one. But. Hey. I don't see any place for that. I, I can understand the outrage now. I, I can absolutely understand the outrage at the at the portrayal, uh not to mention being in blackface. I can I can absolutely understand it now. Sean, I mean like I said, I can understand
3: it. What about you? Um I don't know. I mean I've I've never done you know any type of sketch comedy so uh well I'll take that back I have done some sketch comedy for another podcast and nothing nothing like this uh it was mainly more like jackass type stuff so you know kind of you know hit myself in the nuts and shit like that uh I personally would never do the whole blackface thing uh that's just uh that's not my bag uh Howard Stern though man he's just He's a different cat, and he might get away with it. I mean, if you watch Quentin Tarantino movies, you know what goes on in those movies, and you know what is said by white people throughout all of his movies. And there's no backlash about that either. So, uh, again, were they made in their time? You know, I, I don't know. This is such a touchy subject. Jesus, I've never seen anything like that. Holy shit. That's all I can say. Well, I can
2: tell you, Sean, that a hundred and ten times the N word was used in Django uh Django Unchained, uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Let me tell you something. Like one of the funniest scenes in that movie was when they're like, I can't see a damn thing and that's mass. I mean, it was funny. But right, I right. I I didn't it view it. But, but I didn't view it as Quentin Tarantino going, uh, you know, I hate black people. I viewed it more as Quentin Tarantino just making a, a movie. You
3: know, uh, I mean, he can get away with that. He can do that. I don't think there are many filmmakers that can do what Quentin Tarantino does. The guy is genius. Um, but it's the same thing with Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks couldn't make the films that he made 30 years ago today not ever going to happen again.
1: Well, and I mean, uh, for, and I guess we can use this as a transition for uh, one thing I do remember around this time last year, uh, I believe it was Tarantino was actually very vocal about the police and police brutality. So, I mean, definitely Tarantino, you know, may have expanded his horizons, you know, uh, since even making Django, and Django's what,
3: about seven years old, roughly? Yeah. But, I mean, you look at uh, all the films that he's done from Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, um, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, Django, uh, Jackie Brown, a lot of choice language in that. A lot of white people using the N-word, you know? Pulp Fiction, uh, I mean... uh, Tarantino himself uses it in Pulp Fiction, you know, it's very yes, he He's one of the gangsters your foot that they uh... off the... Yeah your Or
2: the foot? storage comments I didn't say it Fred,
3: where's your picture? Did there a
2: sign out in my yard that said Get up that's, I mean, yeah, but it was that, a great
3: movie That. That's what I'm yeah. talking about That scene right there
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the wolf
3: that's that's, what, that's one of my favorite saying. movies, though. That's one
2: of the best movies ever made. Hey, Sean, go get my wallet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what a "bad motherfucker" on it? <laughs> 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 um. So, Brad, I mean,
0: Richard
1: definitely, picture. definitely
2: one of the... Right. I, I'm, Brad. I'm in the, the process of pulling show some show stuff up now. on the computer. We're gonna need you to put the cocaine down.
1: But uh, while Brad's doing that, I guess Brad, I do know we have brought uh, to you <laughs> uh, over the weekend in Atlanta, Georgia, a place that honestly the uh, mayor has done quite a job of, you know, telling people, hey, calm down, keep it, you know, keep it at a certain level, protest, but don't pro, don't loot, don't riot. You know, there's a lot of Black owned businesses around here And things like that Done a fantastic job But over the weekend uh, Her cops kind of kicked her in the ass on this one um, I forget the gentleman's name Because I'm terrible with names uh, da, 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 da. What is his name?
3: Uh, you the You Atlant- have a computer quitting. right in front of you Rayshard, Rayshard
1: yeah. Brooks Excuse me, I apologize for forgetting the gentleman's name But Rayshard Brooks uh, was, I believe, the way it goes, he was, uh, the cops came upon him, and uh, he was asleep, passed out in a Wendy's parking lot, and they decided to do a field sobriety test, and, you know, I, I will say this much, uh, Mr. Brooks did exactly what these people are telling, you know, black uh, black people to do, he was very polite, Yes, sir, no sir, everything until the situation devolved into what it became Well, Eventually, you know, well, the young I, the young man lost his life.
2: Well got shot and, in the back, and, right? Yes. Yeah, here i he is I'm gonna go ahead and uh this is uh for for those that haven't seen it, if you don't wanna see this, of course there's the graphic content warning. Um but this is coming from YouTube, I believe. This is Reuters running this report. It's uh, this is the body cam footage. Uh, so let me t- 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 meet that. All right. So here we go.
3: there audio on this? I do not believe that there is, okay. Sean. I'm not sure. And I didn't mean that as a uh, white supremacy sign, by the way. That was just okay.
1: Cam footage of the police uh, of the situation. to stop. can't hear
3: you, Brad. I can't hear you.
1: Yeah, we've completely
2: lost uh, Brad's Brad We're back. I, it, was, it was muted. Okay, there again. you go. There you go. But now, what I was saying was, is uh, on that on that footage. Of course, the cop that was involved in the shooting, his body cam falls off in the struggle. However, you want to go with that. Um, if I could pull up, there is one with audio. Basically, what he does is he asks him to blow in. He fails the the finger test. He blows, and obviously, you saw the numbers. It was like uh, well over the legal limit. So the cop at that point decides to place him under arrest. Um, you know, now they've got a forty-three minute video on YouTube. If anybody's interested in watching that, um, Michael, if you you might post that to the the American Idiots page for people to to watch the entire forty-three minute deal. But, um, you know, I can say that that I don't believe that the guy should be should be dead at all.
3: No. No, he shouldn't be. But nobody should be executed on the street.
2: No, he should not be executed on the street. And uh, but you just have to wonder, though, like the example that's being taught. Like obviously he was impaired. He passed out at Wendy's in parking lot. He tested over right. via the the blow test. Uh, at that point. You know, all he had to do was get, I mean, the handcuffs and, and, and face the time for drinking on in public, you know, and I'm not saying that, not don't get that twisted that I'm justifying what the police officer did, but, I mean, at the same time, Sean, if you drank four or five, six, seven beers, and you blew the, the legal, over the legal limit, you right. know, are you going to, are you going to... Try to resist arrest at that point, or are you going to be like? And I'm not. Please don't. I'm just asking how we escalated to that point.
3: Like, so uh, I've been in a I've been in a similar situation where I was highly intoxicated. I was at a place you guys know this place, the Electric Cowboy, and uh, my wife. We we were dating at the time. She got into a car accident, and right in front of the club. And when I come out. Uh, the guy that had hit her, he hadn't said anything, no apologies, no nothing. I mean he t boned her car. And you know, I was getting I was getting quite angry about the situation. And I remember there was a little little bitty cop. This guy was probably like five three. And this dude comes up to me and is just like, You feeling froggy, son? <laughs> I was just like, Yeah, let's go, dude. And fortunately <laughs> for me, uh whoever was there, his partner, whatever, grabbed him by the shoulder, was like, hey, man, that dude's drunk. His girlfriend just got into an accident. Leave him the fuck alone, you know? So, uh, yeah, I could have gotten into a whole lot of trouble because of that. Uh, again, you wake somebody up and they're drunk, there, there's no telling what's going to happen. And people shouldn't fuck with people like that. They should just be like, was the car running? Was he just sitting in the car? You know, there's, there's a whole lot of rules that go along with that. If he took the I mean, keys out and he was sleeping in the car, he should be okay, right? I would agree with that That's statement. It. I see I it. I,
1: I, I see it as a problem that number one, if you, if you, if you go in there and uh, if you go in there and you actually find out that the person is okay, at that point you tell them, "Hey,
3: here's the deal." Yeah.
1: Just stay here, continue to sleep it off in the morning, right. take your ass right down the road. I'm just saying. It, it well,
3: makes I'm sense. Sure they're afraid that at some point he's going to wake up and start the car and take off, you know, and at that point it's like, hey, you know what? Let, let's just go ahead and take this guy home. He can come back and get his car. Is that going to hurt yeah. anything? My, my taxes can pay for that. I don't have a fucking problem with that. Take his ass home.
1: Right. I mean, it, it, you know, people are going to say, oh, and feel free to call in, 347-989-1171. I've already heard the people. Yeah. I'm, unfortunately, on my Facebook timeline, just like they talked about George Floyd, oh, he's, he was doing wrong. If you're not doing wrong, maybe you won't have an issue with cops. Dude, right. at the end of the day, he could have been charged with a DUI, DWI, what have you. End of the day, not going to argue that But in what state Does a DUI DWI turn into A capital Offense punishable By the death penalty Because I don't know any Brad
2: now, Now Michael Be careful how you word that right There and I say that for this Because the initial Reaction was A DWI But now, once he went – and I'm not saying I'm justifying it, but what I'm saying is I think that's one of the things that you have to do, and, and Sean may agree with me on the media aspect of it, is that you can't say when does a DWI become aff- offendable by death. You have to take in the, the point of resistance, and then if he did obtain this taser, you have to assume that if he uses this taser and he renders this cop incap- incapacitated, then this cop is, is could possibly, if the, and I'm just just saying this just to have it out there because I like to represent both sides of the story, but if he shoots this cop with a taser and renders this cop incapacitated, then he has access to the cop's firearm, and if he's grabbed the cop's taser and tased him with it, at what length is desperate does this guy feel that he could go get that gun and turn it on the cop? We've seen, yes. and, and, and I think... That's the thing I'm talking about is you see David Dorn, the guys in Vegas. You just don't know anymore what they're capable of. Does that that constitute murder? Absolutely not. But we can't make blanket statements about a DWI turning into a murder because there was more to the story than just a DWI. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm going with that. But
1: at the same time, and I understand that you're just trying to get all the facts out there because I can understand that you're grasping at straws. I can hear it in your voice that you're like, and I really don't want to say this, but at the same time, I'm going to go ahead and counterpoint that with the fact that the man was running away. At that point, he he posed no imminent danger to the police officers' lives. Sean, would you
3: agree? I mean, even if he took the taser, um, I don't think that's enough to actually shoot the guy. Uh, I mean, that, that's, you're drunk You've gotten a hold of a taser. You pointed at a cop. You may not even know how that thing works, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, the, the cop knows his taser's gone. Obviously, he doesn't want to get tased, but does that justify shooting this guy in the back? No. No, not at all. There's nothing that justifies somebody getting shot in the back. Nothing at all. No. And I believe
1: thus far he has been, uh, the cop has been uh, fired. I do not believe he's been arrested as of yet. I'm not sure what they the are, feeling is a homicide. It has,
2: it has been ruled a homicide. So.
1: I, know the, I know the medical examiner did rule the death a homicide. Uh, I'm not sure the, uh, the height of the charges because I'm not sure that you could get a Derek Chauvin Uh, level case built here uh, to show, like, intent, for example. Well, I mean, then again, you fired at a guy. I don't know. Sean, what do you think the ceiling is here?
3: I mean, straight up just cowardice. It's murder. The guy shot the dude in the back.
2: Do you think, though, that...
1: I would agree, but do you think that they could... Everything's about getting justice, right? So do you think that they could actually get that form of justice and this guy could face a murder penalty, a murder
2: charge? Well, there is a particular show down here in Little Rock that broadcasts. It's a sports show, but they, were, they went kind of political today, and they made the comment, a cop called in, did not justify the shooting whatsoever. Let me preface by saying that. He was totally against it, but he did say that right now that the argument on uh, the attorneys for, I believe it's uh, Richard, are saying that it was a, a less or a, a non-lethal weapon. But are you sure? What's but what's interesting about that is that his attorneys are also going to bring. Excuse me, his attorneys are saying that. Richard's attorneys are actually going to bring the manufacturers of this device in, and they're going to testify that they have to class it FI as a less-than-lethal weapon because the problem is, is because it has been known to render you know, death on certain individuals. So this is where I think the problem is going to be with the getting this conviction is that this taser has been known to kill people with certain conditions. And, I mean, obviously, if you shoot electricity through somebody's body, which is not supposed to fucking be there, there's a potential for death. So that's where I think we're going to have a problem. Another thing, to your point earlier, uh, Michael, was is this. If you set, you, it's easy to it, bless his soul, and he shouldn't have been gone. He's got kids and, and all of that. But you're setting a huge precedent if you allow this guy to run. Away from the situation. I'm not saying you should kill him, but what I'm saying is, if you let this guy run away, you're then at what point? If 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 you go to arrest somebody, and they run away, do you go? Shit, I don't know whether to go after him or let him get away with it. And then I think you run open up Pandora's box to a whole new avenue that we haven't explored yet. So you, so I'm not defending the police officers. But I'm also, at the same time, I can't just say go back to the Wild Wild West and go, okay, if you're fast enough to get away, then, then you didn't commit a crime. That's sure. you know what I'm saying is because at some point they're going to have to apprehend the guy, and now you at least having him in an element where you where he's he doesn't have a, the ability to go. And that's my point is that it's kind of nerve-wracking to think that he did go for the taser, what he would be capable of going after. I defending him, but just saying, you you really can't, like – if you shouldn't have arrested him, you should have said, "Hey man, look, brother. Especially in these times, I have the fucking common sense to go, man. I really don't need this shit. The world is watching through a microscope, and everybody's recording shit. Um, I'm just gonna take you home, dude. I'm just gonna let you go so, home and be cool with it. And 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 exactly. if I catch you again, yeah. then we have to do something. Exactly. exactly. But that's well, exactly 2. what should have happened."
1: two points to what you just said Brad and i find it very interesting you said that they are bringing in a weapons expert the defense or the uh, prosecution
0: no I,
2: no the defense is I, i'm sorry i misspoke the defense okay. is going to use that saying that 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 it was a uh, no the prosecution's going to say because they're right. going to say that the cop thought it was a, that that it has been proven lethal so the defense is kind of having an uphill battle with that particular spin on the on the case
4: So,
1: so the thing I have here is now we're going to get into the age-old question, just like you said: is the use of a taser? We're going to get some sort of precedent. Is the use of a taser less than lethal force? Because if it is classified as less than lethal force, if it's classified as less than lethal force, then they have absolutely no recourse to murder that gentleman.
2: If it no, is classified
1: I mean, if, as lethal force, then t- the cops are kind of fucked t- whenever they say, "Oh, we use less than lethal force." So you're the cops really very intelligent, very intelligent for the uh, attorneys of Mister Brooks to come in here and force them into this corner, in my opinion, because now you're setting a precedent for future cases to come as well.
3: No, no, no. You got to you got to think too. Tasers have killed. A lot of people. Okay? I less than lethal, less than lethal does not mean not lethal. It's just less than lethal. If you have, you know, a heart condition, if you're high on certain drugs, you know, PCP, different things like that, things that accelerate your heart rate, uh, fucking Taser can kill you. And I'm sure that cop, when he saw the Taser, he probably felt really scared like, ah, shit, I don't want to buy by Taser. But still, this asshole lost control of his weapon.
1: Did I agree. Did you
3: rock up on your hip and fart? No, I did not
1: just rock up on my hip and fart.
0: What the fuck, dude? <laughs> did you see that, Brad? <laughs> he was all like I put my uh...
1: foot underneath my leg so I could get comfortable, motherfucker.
2: I keep well, waiting for of, Michael uh, for some terrorist <laughs> to get behind him and and beg for some freedom shit with that picture right there. He looks <laughs> like that video.
3: What's up with the wife beater, Michael? It's not a wife beater. It's a t-shirt. Uh, it's it's pretty. It's a V-neck t-shirt. <laughs> Shut up! It's <laughs> a seriously t-shirt. like yeah. we're on, we're we're live on the internet. Everybody can like you know. The guy that's on death row right now that listens to our show can see you. You should have put on a better, better shirt. Come on.
2: My bad. Yeah, at my least bad. he can,
3: you know. At least he can crank one off while he's looking at you. Come on.
2: Ted Kaczynski I, down here.
3: Right? <laughs> but going
1: back to what we were talking about, I mean, Sean, though, you're kind of making my point. If it is proven that this can, that the taser, in some instances, you can't have it both ways, is what I'm saying. You can't ha- say that it is not lethal, and you use the less than yes. lethal yes, force I can. by using the yes. taser if it can kill in I some can. situations. So, but with that, that I being can said, have it both can
3: ways. afford to what? I can have it both ways. If I can prove it in a court of law and win, then I can have it both ways. It happens all the fucking time. You, you know that's something that you can't say. Uh, things that happen in in courts of law change from case to case. You know, Sure.
2: sure. I mean, the thing far... the, th- the thing oh, that I ahead. think you're missing out on, Michael. What I think you're really missing out on, though, is you're you're giving this cop's defense for him. You're you're only seeing that one side, but in the cop's eyes, now. I will say this, and if you if you look at concealed carry laws, the laws that govern myself and whoever decides to carry a weapon, it's it's a fight or flight. If you have reasonable accommodation to run, you have to do that before asserting your weapon. If you shoot someone in the back, it is not considered defense because they were at that point getting away from them. But what I'm saying is, is that cop could you because. Like Sean said, there are a different set of laws that govern the police department. I will tell you this, going into a side thing.
0: That's
2: the problem. That's why there's people marching in the streets. But now I have a video pulled up that I do want to get to because I don't want anybody to think that that, that we're taking up for the police. This was actually shared to me a little while ago now. Uh, well, guys we'll, we'll get to that in
1: just a second. got to play some commercials and take our halftime break here. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the American Idiots podcast here on Talk Radio 49 and uh, watching on Facebook Live now. Uh, once again, to be a part of the action, dial 347 1171 And we're going to be right back after this. Each and every Thursday night, join Mr. Team Bring It and Nappy Boy as they bring you the Heels for Life podcast. A look at professional mainstream wrestling and all the headlines surrounding it for the week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your one-stop shop source for professional wrestling news and rumors. It's the Heels for Life podcast live every Thursday night right here on Talk Radio 49. Every Monday night, join the bad guy, Brad Hicks, the money man, Michael Carnahan, and of course, the pretty boy, Sean Castleberry, as they bring you your humorous look at all current events going on in the world. It's the American Idiot Show live on Talk Radio 49. Every other Thursday night, right here on Talk Radio 49, join your hosts, Michael Carnahan and Cornbread, as they bring you the best wrap-up show in indie professional wrestling. It's the ASWF Aftermath Show, only on Talk Radio 49 and ASWF Wrestling's Facebook Live. Tuesday night, join Michael Carnahan and Lisa O'Brien for the Clear and Convincing Podcast, live on Talk Radio 49. A look at the most important cases in the country's history, not from the court of public opinion, but from the eyes of the court, every Tuesday night, live right here on Talk Radio 49. Michael Carnahan here once again telling you it has never been easier to listen to your favorite Talk Radio 49 shows on the go. If you have iTunes, you can go ahead and subscribe at iTunes, at Talk Radio 490, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can go on YouTube, the American Idiots Podcast, or you can go to the Clear and Convincing Podcast if that's more your style. We have something for everyone here at Talk Radio 49, and it's never been easier to keep up. Live from the Talk Radio 49 studios in Little Rock, Arkansas, it's Bad Brad Hicks, Money Mike Carnahan, and of course, the pretty boy, Sean Castleberry. It's your weekly look at humorous top headlines and current events. It's the American Idiot Show. And we're back,
3: ladies
2: and gentlemen. Boom, that was awesome.
3: Uh, God damn, I'm a pretty motherfucker.
2: <laughs> right, so so uh, everybody that's listening to the live feed, they can hear the blog talk playing, or are we just fucking silent on the live feed during the commercials?
1: They can hear the blog talk playing.
2: So they yeah, got to hear your hear fucking ass Fuck. Yeah. <sighs> right. And if anyway, you're
3: clear and convincing. Then. You stand can do
2: the radio I'm fired again. Fuck it.
3: (laughs) You're not fired.
2: We love you, Brad. Hang on. I have a guest.
3: We have a guest?
2: Yeah. We have a guest. Dude,
3: you pull out your penis on camera? That's that's illegal. You can't do
2: that. Hold on. I have a guest. Come in.
3: Facebook Live. We don't want to see your dildo, man. (laughs)
2: Hey, guys, it's been fun. Really, it has. I'm just going to preface by saying that. (laughs) Okay? Sean, it's okay. Hey, how's it going, guys? I miss (laughs) y'all. Oh, you're
0: bad. Bad, bad.
2: (laughs) The third member. Anyway... (laughs) People are gonna listen to this podcast without seeing the visual and be like, what the fuck is really going on? Hey, look, everybody, it's my buddy. Come here. Come here. Come say hi. Come here, Bubba. Come here, Bubba. Come here. Look, everybody, it's my buddy. Hey, there's my Bubba. Everybody what's going on, Bubby. Who knows you? Anyway, enough of that. Cody, get down. No, hey you, uh... look Glory Hound. Look, Glory Hound, there's only room for one of us on this camera, dude. I understand you want some, some PT, but this ain't happening. No prime time for you, buddy. But <laughs> anyway. Uh no, I mean I want to show this video when Sean gets back, uh, because get down. Get down. Get get down. Uh, but anyway. See, that I'm not man. that bad. Okay, so, Sean, I want, I'm going to show this video, and I'm going to tell you right now, it is very, it, 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 it's a polarizing video. Uh, okay. But I don't want people that listen to the show or watch the show now to think that, that this one is guy? some one-sided shit. Yeah, like I, well, the, the fucking dude in Death Row. And oh, Damien Echols, yeah. it.
3: Um, he doesn't to, look to nice, man.
2: No, but murder murdering son of a bitch Terry Hobbs does. does 27 he? years of getting away with murder, goddammit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh. Don't kill me! There's three of us, Terry. Don't do it. Um, whoa. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Michael, I'm what sorry do? if you don't deal with any shit. I don't give a fuck.
3: We're Look, too this right here. Hey, all so that shit I, you were talking to me earlier, Michael, being in the fucking uh, makeup trailer, take mm-hmm. some advice. Go to the goddamn makeup trailer, dude. <laughs> all
2: right. So this is really probably going to piss a lot of people off, but it shows the disparity oh, in, in the police department. It really does. So I'm going to go ahead and pull that up right there. Now this is from NBC News. I'm not sure when it was actually done, but legit, this is some serious shit. So here we go. Notice this is a white cop and a white uh suspect. And I don't think there's any audio, so but it speaks for itself. Yourself.
3: says your mic is muted it's blocking the screen as the suspect tries to enter his car the officer shoots him with a stun gun and he rushes the cop the cop runs wow that dude's beating that cop's ass Damn, he drives off? Damn. How, how come you didn't shoot the white guy?
1: I'm just saying the black guy would have been dead about five seconds ago.
3: About five minutes ago. Jesus. Look at this shit. And he hit a squad car? And he was arrested? I mean, that. that's just like that guy that shot up that fucking black church and they went and bought him fucking Burger King. Killing roof, Yep.
2: But I mean, you can't drive nice while crazy. you're black.
3: You can't cross the street while you're black. You can't sell a cigarette while you're black. I you mean, this, is while you are, it, this is Let's why call people. This is why people are like burning you can't down with and
1: You can't live in Louisville, Kentucky if you're black, because they may hit you with a no-knock warrant and shoot you in the middle of the fucking night.
3: Is that where that lady I was? Just
1: wanted-
2: Yes, I just wanted to play that though, so that people would understand that that this show, even though we all have our opinions, at least in right. my perspective, I try to view the whole spectrum, and I will acknowledge an issue when I see one. And the issue is, is that legit? I, I don't understand. To me, he tried to run the cop over. He tried to steal the cop right. car. He used what would be a lethal weapon, a fucking vehicle. He caused damage. He fleed, and he was arrested. So, you know, at least now you have an understanding of where some of these people are going. Um, I don't know. This know,
3: This is why black people are pissed off. That video right there and the guy that shot up the black church. They go and buy fucking Burger King. All that kind of shit that's been going on. I mean, uh, there was a video that came out two years ago, and it showed a white guy walking down the street with an AR-15, and and the cops come up to him. They just – they don't do shit to him. They just leave him alone. Black guy's not out there for two minutes. People call the fucking police, and he's arrested. Get on the ground. Oh, this was an open carry state. You know? I mean, it, there's a double standard all over this fucking country. I swear to God. This is the Oh, God. You see that? that? That's for Colin Kaepernick, right there, the double standard. He peacefully protested, right? He got blacklisted by the NFL. He can't fucking work. And they just came out and said that the NFL needs to apologize to Colin Kaepernick for what he did. In fact, my favorite coach, Sean McKay, today, is going to support his team if they want to take a fucking knee. That's what I'm that's talking really- about. And I By the way, say,
2: ladies and gentlemen, hang on, Michael. Huge shout out to uh, let's see who that is, Shauna Stubbs for liking the live feed. So we got a like on it. So
4: right oh, now we got three I went to school with so. Shauna. She's awesome. Okay. So, so shout out, big shout out, big shout out.
2: Well, I mean. Now,
1: yeah. One of those things, though. I mean, and I owe Colin Kaepernick an apology because you know, in 2016, I was jaded. I looked at it incorrectly. Uh, now I understand, and you know, the whole NFL, the NFL as a whole, Jerry Jones needs to get on his fucking hands and knees and beg Colin Kaepernick for forgiveness for the stuff he said during that 2016 timeline when he was uh, when he was kneeling. Same situation with uh, Donald Trump, even though we know that'll never fucking happen. Um, I I mean, in sports, all over the place is just getting—you see these great stories, but then you see stories like this gentleman in NASCAR, uh, Ray Cicerelli or whoever the fuck he is, who has now decided he wanted to retire because they have now banned the Confederate flag. Now, Sean. I, I think you'll enjoy this. NASCAR, being the fucking savages they are, proceeded to say in his retirement post about uh, leaving because of the Confederate flag, they said, we don't even know who
3: you are,
4: so right. we won't care.
3: Yeah, if you look at his record, he's been in 35 races. He hasn't won a fucking thing and then for him to come out and be like, well, you know, NASCAR is going to ban the Confederate flag, so I'm going to go ahead and retire. Bye. See ya. <laughs> you know, nobody gives a shit about you. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, the, the only black driver is driving a you know, Black Lives Matter car, that's fucking awesome. The, NASCAR is going to ban the Confederate flag. That's fucking awesome. But then again, today, they unveiled that another driver is going to drive a Blue Lives Matter car.
1: Wait, are you serious? Yes, that was I was just about to give There's a guy credit.
3: Yep
1: And here's my I'm thing blue. about
3: blue lives matter. All the people that say all lives matter or blue lives matter, it just proves that you have a problem with the word black.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And see, this is the thing I was fixing to say, you know, NASCAR props to them for the fact that you see these things that they are doing right. where, you know, they're actually listening to their lone black member of their sport They're actually listening to him, unlike the NFL when Colin Kaepernick, you know, there was a major backlash. I'll give credit to NASCAR that they pretty much, you know, Bubba Watson came on CNN and said, Hey, I think we should ban the Confederate flag. I think it was three days later, NASCAR said, You know what? We're going to ban the Confederate flag. You know, I, I give them credit there. Now, the Blue Lives Matter thing kind of bothers me a little bit, but, you know, I. Well
0: now, in, defense
2: of, in defense of the Blue Lives Matter issue, there are there are police officers that, that aren't bad people. We've seen it yes. before. And I think that yeah. and, and I only think that and here's what here's this is where I this is where my thought process has been. And by the way, Shauna Stubbs had said something to you, Sean, in return to Jerry Jones and then she said hello again. Uh okay. in the comment section. But my thing is this, is that I don't have a problem saying black lives matter whatsoever. I, I'm a firm believer that I don't even think you have to express that all lives matter. That's just a fucking thing that you shouldn't even have to say, you know? You shouldn't have to say all lives matter, just like you shouldn't say, I should fucking remember to breathe today. <laughs> you know, if you right. if you can't, you know, if it's not instilled in your head that all lives matter then it should be instilled in your head to walk outside and hold your breath for fucking however long it takes because you're a fucking moron and you don't need to be here. But uh, I think that you – I don't think you should promote equality. You should promote, you know, with, and, and by using weapons of inequality. If you're going to let this, you got to let the other. And that's how we come together and we create a dialogue. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need. We need some shit to talk about, not just not just this, well, I don't like the Black Lives Matter. Man, fuck you. If you don't like Black Lives Matter, That's your problem. That's, I'm sorry. I can't change that. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean,
2: you know, we don't need to step back by saying, well, this group can't do this because then we're just creating the same problem, but we're flipping it around the other way. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I said before... I don't know if it is a. I mean, I would like to see the amount of arrests that occur. I understand that that, 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 that this should never happen, but I think that, that this literally has everything to do with a bunch of, a, a few dumbass, ignorant, pissed off, moronic thinking individuals that use their power to harness their hatred. You know, I'm, I am I could be wrong, but I see a um, problem as, as. I could be wrong while we're on the sports
1: you- go, ahead. On. Sorry. go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead oh i was just going to say while we're on the sports subject something breaking today uh, did y'all yeah. see the uh head coach of the Oklahoma state football team uh, rocking a far right uh news station's uh t-shirt over the weekend, and now the Oklahoma a current player at Oklahoma State says that he is uh, very upset by this. Uh, I mean, this is something that we're coming into right now that that could become a that could become I'm not going to say a problem, but because I I understand and I completely agree that. That is not the time to be photographed doing something like that. I guess my thing is you have to become more cognizant in things like that than to do something like that. If you're wanting to Google it, by the way, his name's Mike Gundy. Um, You can see the picture. I'm, I'm pretty sure I think it's on social media. But one of his own players came out today and said this is the problem with Oklahoma State and all that. I mean, it really makes the university look bad. And uh, actually, Sean, ask,
2: Michael, I, let me let's let's. Can ahead. I talk? I'm gonna ask you a question. Now, everybody knows Mike Van Gundy. If you if you're a sports fan, the the classic meltdown, the big meltdown that he had. The reason that I have an issue with with that shirt is is one thing. Is that could have just been something that he threw on had no meaning. He just he just wore it. But because you have he, to be he adamantly he adam yeah, but but that's the thing. Where does adamacy and fucking and then being controlled by every fucking thing you do? That we're a society based upon free thought and free will. And if you choose to do evil shit with your with your will, then that's your problem. But this guy adamantly defended his black quarterback when they were dogging him. So so, so, you, so, you're trying to sell me this bit that all of a sudden now he turned into this David Duke-style character. I think the issue that I raise with these knee-jerk reactions to what people have and what they do is that instead of instantly going to examine the information, all this shit is instantly posted on social media. And at that point, it doesn't matter if he's legit. He could be the biggest supporter of anti-slavery, anti-racism, and all of that, but now he's labeled because somebody saw something and instantly wanted to post it on social media. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I think in the age of social media, that we're too quick to jump on somebody and judge them, just like we've been accused as a white people of judging the African-American community, I think people are, are it, this knee-jerk reaction has to stop, or we're not going to change shit.
1: Well, gentlemen, we actually have a caller holding. Uh, it's from a local area. Yeah. Code, and we'll go ahead and bring them on live, uh, see if they want to join the conversation. Caller, welcome to the American Idiots Podcast.
4: Hello? Hello. Hi, this is Shauna.
3: Oh hey Shauna, hey. how you doing?
4: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Interesting conversation you got going on. We tried. Yes.
3: Ma'am. Absolutely. now, now what were you, you saying
4: to... about were you talking about council culture?
1: Counterculture.
4: Were we talking
1: uh, about She asked if we were talking about counterculture? Council. Oh, cancel culture. Yes. Yes. So what Brad was saying was he thinks that we're too quick to quote unquote cancel people nowadays.
4: I agree. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah.
1: yeah, I I do
4: have to, I I do have to agree.
1: How would you feel? uh, How do you feel about this uh, situation with the head coach at Oklahoma State University wearing the, uh, Far right news station, um, news station's shirt, and the uh, one of his players coming out and you know saying, "Hey, this is a problem, and this is why I don't want to be here." Do you uh, think that's a knee jerk reaction, or
4: uh, for the player saying that he doesn't? Yes. Well, the, the player himself has a right to feel how he feels. I mean, right. and it could be other things that also accompany that. For some reason, he doesn't feel comfortable.
3: Right. We don't know the whole story. There might have been something that happened to the guy uh, right. from the coach or from an assistant coach or even the players. We don't really know the whole story. So right. if he's saying, hey, I'm not, I'm not comfortable about that, well, then we have to uh, take that into an account, and they should investigate that. Now, are a lot of people out there right now being too fucking sensitive about everything? Fuck yeah, they are. All over the fucking country. There's too many people too fucking sensitive about a lot of bullshit. Um, But, you know.
4: Right. I don't don't think we should. I think we should give people a chance to. First of all, some stuff is just taken out of context. I mean, and that's across the board. Some stuff is taken out of context. Uh, when you watch, you know I'm not one of these fake news people, but what I have noticed is, you know, they they do the little headline grabber, mm-hmm. and people don't read because we 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 learn now in sound bites and word mm, association. Right? So we're not learning, we're not reading, we're just looking at a meme, and so everything comes in short and quick because. Yep. That's just yep. the way it is. So they don't yeah, read because they, they don't read. So they don't really know yes. the context and the way someone says it. So all right. you need is a meme and knock somebody all the way out of the box. And now you want them to quit their job and you want to get them fired.
3: Right. right. You know, as
4: much as I don't right. care for Donald Trump, I've even seen it done to him. True. True. Yeah, yeah. Makes me bite my nose up.
3: You make make a great point because a lot of people don't understand why Colin Kaepernick took a knee five years ago. In fact, I was talking to someone about that today. He had no clue that a veteran had gone up to him and said, hey, you know what would be really cool? You have an audience of millions of people. If you could just take a knee during the national anthem for veterans, Mm -hmm. then that would be really amazing. And so Colin Kaepernick did that. He didn't have to explain himself. He didn't say anything. Um, he just did it. And look at him. He's blacklisted. Five years now, he hadn't been able to work. And that's bullshit. But a veteran asked him to do that, and most people don't even know that. And, and, that's and the reason know, a veteran asked him to do
4: it is because uh, as a veteran, Sean, you're a veteran, uh, yep. they tell us if you can't stand, take a knee.
3: hmm uh, Right.
4: That's what that That's what I was taught. And something's Absolute. going on, and you take a knee.
3: Exactly.
4: So that's where it came from. And, exactly.
3: You know, and, that, and that's and that's what you're supposed to do. You know, when you have an issue, you have a problem, and and you need to get someone's attention. Just like what Shauna just said, you take a knee and then you wait your turn, and then they come to you respectfully, and they talk to you about the situation. And they may take you to the side and talk to you without anybody else knowing what's going on, but it's done in respect. And that's exactly what Colin Kaepernick did, and that's what he got blacklisted for.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's
1: ridiculous. I mean, we look at it now, I guess five years later. I thought it was four. I thought it was the 2016 season. But we look at it now, You're right. and look, You're right. see, Roger Goodell has said you know, he is going to – he, he was wrong. Uh, and, you know, five years way too late. Uh, I do believe that he does owe Mr. Kaepernick a phone call at the very least. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i waiting actually more so than hearing from Roger Goodell. Like I said, Jerry
4: Jones. Jerry Jones. Oh, you're not going to hear he from Jerry Jones, sweetie. You might work out to Christmas oh, on that.
1: <laughs> I agree with that. But Jerry Jones said he would cut any player
4: immediately who took a knee.
3: So, I mean. Uh, didn't Jerry Jer- Jones,
4: Jones take a knee, though? He took a knee he, on the field. No, no, no. Yeah. He did it before the national anthem. He made sure he I, did it before okay, the
3: national I, anthem. Okay, okay. See, I wasn't sure about that. So, again, I'm, I'm glad that you clarified that. But I remember him taking a knee with his team. I just didn't know it was before the national anthem.
4: Yeah, he, yeah. Did it, he, he did it before a, when, old, and when the National Anthem played it. And anybody that's a Dallas
3: Cowboys fan right now, you can just, like, know from me, you're a weak bitch. <laughs> and you well, want to know what? something
4: funny? What's you want to know something funny? Okay. Yeah. Uh, most, I have a lot of friends that are Dallas Cowboy fans, African American, Right. They do not care nothing about that. All they worry about, they go spend all their money at the Dallas Cowboys stadium, I mean, $500 a ticket to sit in that stadium.
0: hmm
1: And they're going to fill Jerry's yep. pocket, fortunately.
4: Uh, yeah. You know, Me I, and my brother, we don't go. I don't care who they play. I don't
3: uh-uh. – See, Brad and I uh, – that's, that's one thing. Brad isn't on the screen right now. But if you saw him, Brad and I were both 49ers fans for many, many years, like over 30 years for myself. And when they did what they did to Colin Kaepernick, I switched teams. I gave up on the 49ers because I thought it was bullshit. And I went with the Rams, a California team. And if you notice, Sean McVay said he would support anybody that protests. So I made the right choice. Hopefully you guys do too, especially you Steelers fans. One thing i Eagle Eagles fan.
1: One thing I will say about this is Alejandro Villanueva uh, has come out. Uh he's the uh gentleman that was a Army Ranger that is now on our offensive line in Pittsburgh and he came out and he said I support everything you guys are doing, but because I am a veteran I'm not going to kneel during the national anthem, but I understand And that's fine. And I that's love fine. the fact that nobody has come out. I will say that I love the fact that nobody has come out and bashed him for that. And it seems like there's so much understanding on the side of the protest, rather than the side right. that's just no, 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 you can't do that.
4: Well, this is no, a problem. Um, this yeah. is a problem. Like I've told many of uh, uh, Sean, tells you we all went to the, Me and him went to the same school. Mm-hmm. So he has like probably deleted half our classmates and <laughs> half our classmates have deleted yes. me. But, yes. <laughs> but the the deal is this, you know, every time I asked one of them when they would say something, I would say, well, tell me a time in America where people where black people protested in any kind of way where there wasn't a backlash from white people. Give me a right? time where you didn't say, no, that's not appropriate. Give me one time. Right.
0: Good and point. they never
4: can. They never can. They could never give me a time when it was okay. So no, they can't. as they- I explained to them, you can't keep on holding people down. Like, you, after a while, you're going to get raped. And that's what they end up getting when they burn down that Minneapolis police station. Exactly. Yeah. and that's You the don't, thing, don't you get nice people- for so long. People are talking
1: about, you know, oh, well, the Wendy's, for example, this past weekend. Oh, why did you have to go burn down Mm -hmm. the Wendy's? The Wendy's didn't do anything. At the same time, guess what? The Wendy's was a symbol. It's a lot of symbolism going on that people don't care about. They're just looking at the physical – they're missing the
3: message. You know, my wife and I were watching a video uh, just the other day. And it showed hundreds of people storming into a Walmart. This was down in Florida. And they looted the shit out of that store. And both of us laughed. We both looked at each other. and We were just like, yeah, that's the fucking people telling the fucking government right now, we don't give a shit. We're not going to play by your rules. We're going to do what the fuck we want to do. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what people should do. That's what this country was founded on. That's what the mm-hmm. founding fathers did when they dumped that tea into Boston Harbor. You oh, know? Don't talk about the team the... Oh yeah. Well, I'm, absolutely. Just saying, I, I'm just saying I'm just saying that you know all those Tea Party white conservatives that are out there saying, you know, oh we love the founding fathers. You know what? We got real Patriots out there right now protesting and dying on the streets of America. Yeah. And the reason that they're dying is for one reason. They're black. And that fucking sucks. You know- they should be able to protest just like anyone else.
1: And you know the thing that pisses me off the most is anytime somebody talks about these protests, I've heard it. I don't know how many times. Well, what about the retired police chief? I think it was in Dallas. Uh, I, I forget right. the gentleman's okay. name. It sticks me, but he was a retired. It was either Dallas or Saint Louis. I forget. But and he was, he was a retired police chief, and he was shot. But you know what? Yes. I can guarantee. I, I I can't guarantee it, but I can almost tell you to a T. That that was not part of a person that was part of the protest. I can almost guarantee you that is an instigator. And somebody that is hey, you know in
4: And
0: violence. this is the
4: deal with that. And this is the deal with that that gets me about what they say. I bet you those people got arrested. And I bet you those people are in jail. And I bet you those <laughs> people get prosecuted. Now let's go back to see what right? happens when black folks get killed. Exactly. They don't go right. jail. They don't get arrested. You know, and they don't get prosecuted. So I say this every single time Don't come to me with that bullshit Because I'm not trying to hear it Exactly the punishment starts being the same um, I'm sorry I'll... that happened to him Don't get me wrong I'm sorry that happened to him Though I wouldn't have went down there right. You know right. in the middle of a riot But he didn't know But I'm sorry that happened to him And I'm sorry those young people threw away their lives Over something frivolous and stupid right. But let's just be real They will get prosecuted. Mm -hmm. They will get prosecuted.
1: That's the thing. You know, one of the craziest things I've witnessed in being part of these protests is the most peaceful protest came from a place I never expected, and that being Cabot, Arkansas. And the only situation that I can remember happening is me and my friend had a guy roll up on us, and he said something about, you know, and he was very respectful about it. He was just like, hey, man, I just wish people could say all lives matter. And my buddy looked at him, and he said, we're not saying that all lives don't matter. What we're trying to say is this isn't even an issue of race. This is an issue of cops not being held accountable for their actions. Um, He said, basically, he said, my problem is if a cop comes out, he said, if I look at you right now and I shoot you in cold blood, I'm going to jail. But if a cop does the thing, they're going to be in trouble.
3: I mean, you can't say that. The cops have a double standard. They have immunity. immunity. No, no, he wasn't
1: talking to a cop. He was talking to another person. This is my buddy, Toomer, that was on the show with us two weeks ago. I'm sorry. He looked at the gentleman, and he said, he said, if I were to shoot you right now, I'm going to jail. But if that cop down there, and there was a cop, if that cop down there shot you, he's going to be protected. And that's the problem with society. And the guy looked at him, and he said, you know what? A hell of a point. Where the hell are the people like that who may say that all lives matter, but are actually open to listening?
4: Well, you know, we have. Uh, it, it's so much noise right now that it's really hard to, especially like you know, on social media. People sharing me. I've been accused of being racist, which I find hilarious. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. I've been, been talking you about hate hey, whites. I've had people stop being my friend. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Really? I just, yeah. I mean, it is what it is because I'm at a point where this is not your kid. This is my kid's lives on the line. This not your that's kid's right. lives on the line. You don't share the same experiences that me and my kids share. I mean, mm, I did everything right. that y'all told me. And uh, forgive me for this, but I did every fucking thing. That in society, they said that I was supposed to do. Oh, don't have no babies out of wedlock like and be no welfare queen, right? Because I fed into all of that, that stereotype crap. So what did I do? Okay, I'm going to wait till I get married and have kids. And so I did that. Ain't you what they were supposed to do? That's what they told us. Good Christian folk, right? Right? Uh-huh. So I did that. Okay, I joined the military. I went to college. I did all those things. But my son still gets stopped uh, uh, way more than the average. My son still was uh, was uh, pushed up against the wall in a bathroom by the police at Walmart for doing nothing because his friend reached in his pocket to look at his cell phone and check a message. So those are the kind of things. My, my, my uh, brother's son, my nephew, came down the sidewalk. My brother married to his son's mother. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Right? Ain't that what they tell us? Lives in a nice suburban right. neighborhood, has a good job. Right. He wasn't a good Negro that you ain't got to worry <laughs> about, right? was a good Negro. Okay, guess what? His son's still, by the time he's 15 years old, been stopped and searched by the police. None of my doggone counterparts, none of my goddamn classmates can tell me that about their damn kids.
3: Right. No, you're absolutely right. You know, I know your son. I know your daughter. I've worked with both of them. And they are awesome. Both of them are very great people. And the fact that they have to deal with that kind of bullshit, that pisses me off. Because there is nothing wrong with either one of them. They are American citizens. And they should have every right that my children do. And they don't. And that's what sucks. That fucking sucks, balls. I fucking hate that. I hate mm. that. Well, I'm gonna
4: tell and you, son, people... I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. At first, I was, 'cause I, I'm, I'm gonna admit that I was a little naive. I thought if you just stay away from the the, the worst parts of the neighborhood right? You know, yeah. you will be good. That's what I was thinking. Right. You know, we don't live in, you know, we lived out in the country. We didn't live in the in the hood or whatever. You, I think, right. okay, you'd be good. But this is the funny part. I started noticing a difference, and my son and my daughter, my daughter can get stopped by the police, Bad, her pretty brown eyes, It look innocent, Sounds so sweet most of the time, and they just let her go. My daughter they didn't have to ask her a cop for six months. Didn't get no ticket. My daughter ran in the back of somebody with no driver's license. Got out, shed a bunch of tears. You know, she talked kind of, you know, Sean, how she talks. She don't really talk. I do. You know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So, you know where I'm going with that. Didn't get no ticket. No, nothing. Paid no, didn't, none of that. My son can get pulled over for, doesn't get a sing ticket. Or he don't have proof of insurance. Now, he got the insurance, but he didn't have proof. He don't got so many, because he always loses proof of insurance. He don't got so many tickets for that. It's never a warning, never got a warning, constantly. I notice it's a difference between them two.
1: It's crazy. I mean, just sitting here looking, you know, going back to what you were saying, you did what you were supposed to, what society has deemed that would be appropriate behavior. And, you know, it, it goes back to this meme that I've seen all over Facebook over the past two weeks. It said something about you know everybody out there that's saying why don't y'all protest peacefully like Martin Luther King, and somebody <laughs> put it at the bottom y'all shot him too.
4: It's the so truth. Did. It's the so truth. Did. How you, that, how you gonna bring up somebody? Of... This is what I don't get. Why they're trying to teach us something. Why people are trying to teach us something about what we should be doing? Why can't mm-hmm. you learn from your people's mistakes? You know, mm-hmm. maybe you want to be on the right side of history for once. You're, you're flying around with the doggone Confederate flag like the, like the folks didn't lose. That was the wrong side of history. You, come up, then you, 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 you tell us uh, we shouldn't protest this way. Uh, Martin Luther King shouldn't protest, blah, 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 blah. That was the wrong side of history. Now here we go again. Calvin Kaepernick Neal, that was the wrong side of history, because now we look back just five years ago, and we say, oh, well, he was right. Now here we go again. How long do you be on the wrong side of history? How long?
3: I agree. You make an excellent point. You make an hey, excellent hey. point. And, and so unfortunately, was, the hey. I, I blame the baby boomers in this country, the ones that are in Congress right now, the ones that are running everything, all those white Christian conservatives that have done everything that they can to keep the status quo to hold black people and people, minorities, women to Uh, keep them down as much as they fucking can. And it's bullshit. And if people want to fucking get out on the streets and riot, I don't have a problem with that. I don't want anybody to hurt anybody else. You want to burn down a (laughs) fucking Walmart or something like that? I don't want anybody to get hurt. But if you want to burn down a fucking Walmart or a fucking Wendy's or something like that that have insurance and it it, it isn't going to fucking hurt them, send a fucking message and do that shit. I, I don't have a problem with that. That doesn't bother me in the least bit. And I wish that what? they didn't have to do that, but nobody listens when they peacefully protest. We call Kaepernick captain took that's a fucking me. Knee, that's
4: what gets me. It's like I'm, right? I'm 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 apathetic at this point. I'm I'm becoming apathetic because used to be I would be like, Oh, I hate that doing that because it makes us look bad You know, and it and it's been a lot of black people who are you know good black people? You know they got their careers and they're doing pretty decent or whatever. And they're like, well, we hate that they're doing that because it hijacks the message and makes us look bad, and it and it, it goes into the stereotype. And you know when I thought about that, and I said, hell, it ain't it don't matter. They gonna stereotype you anyway. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. Why we sit up here worried about how it looks? They don't mind. How this is not gonna change their mind, but I think what
1: it got their attention. And that's the thing, you know. uh it, it, People seem to not realize that that's exactly what this is doing. Guess what? It grabbed your attention. You may be angry at the way it's going down, but guess what? Uh, there is there's black people that have been angry for centuries at this point at the way they've been treated and. They're just now getting to the point where over four
3: hundred of- years,
1: yeah, exactly centuries, centuries of oppression. Brad, uh, you you're joining back in the conversation. I'll let you go ahead and chime in on uh, what you've heard so far.
2: Oh well, I was just going to say, and it's not to uh, not to uh, say anything uh, against anything, but now they did arrest two. Uh, suspects in the killing of the of David Dorn was his name, uh, the St. Louis okay. captain. Both of those were black males, so they did arrest him. Um, but I don't know. If, I mean, to me, like the guy was going down to defend his friend's store, so I can't really criticize him for doing what he's doing. I think it was senseless that he got that he got shot. But I think that it's senseless that any of this violence happens. I think that it's senseless that. That, uh, you know, that the cops are killing, I think the number from the statistics that I looked up the other day was that the police officers had killed a total of 799 people in wow. 2019. Uh, a lot of disparity disparity can be made. A lot of the arguments from some of the anti-people uh, would say that that, statistically speaking, Double the amount of black people Or double the amount of white people are killed by the cops As compared to uh, black people But if you take into account The population Of the areas where this is happening The, the, the numbers are astronomically Stacked percentage-wise Higher uh, for the fatalities Of African Americans And that's
0: the one thing that
2: I do I know that, I know that Sean sometimes looks at me And goes, son of a bitch But I do try to take a more uh, middle ground stance because I believe that you have to have dialogue. And to have dialogue, you have to have both sides come together and address a problem with the full understanding of the facts. And I think a lot of the times uh, conversation gets thrown off the rails because emotion becomes involved. And you have to find a way to clear your emotion out of the situation and deal with straight evidence and facts. And so that's why I'm, I, it may seem sometimes you go, what, Some of a bitch. But I'm open to Blue Lives Matter things because I feel like we don't need to fight fire with fire. And I know I don't, and saying that as a white male, maybe I don't understand, and I don't, I shouldn't say maybe. Uh, because I've had this conversation, and, and Sean, me and you had talked about doing a social experiment one time where I guarantee you if you take a 15... I would almost guarantee if you take a 15-year-old white male and, or let's say 18, so that that way there's no illegality about him walking on a public street, and you walk him down a six-mile, let's say Marmel Boulevard, I guarantee you he may get stopped one out of ten times. But I would almost... Maybe. Give, and it may be by that one cop that doesn't yeah. give a shit, he's Rambo. But then... I think if you took an 18-year-old black male and you dressed him in the stereotype that the police already have in their mind, you know, not Carlton from Fresh Prince, but, you know, the sagging pants, the shit that they they always look at in profile, I think you're going to see him get stopped nine out of ten times because I think the tenth time it is maybe overlooked and they pass him by without really seeing him. But I think any time they put eyes on him, they're going to stop and ask, what are you doing? And that's where I think we yeah. have a problem because I think that we need to, first of all, if you're just walking and you want to go from a distance and, and keep an eye on somebody, if you feel like there's a problem, then yeah. that's fine. But I think if you statistically look at the scene and you go, okay, we haven't had any incidents in this area ever, then, then at that point you have, to, you have to wait till the situation arises before you profile somebody. You leave them alone. Because, that, first of all, it's almost germ- Nazi Germany to figure out what, who the hell you are and what you're doing. Because I, last time I checked, we were in a free country. And if I'm walking,
3: yeah, but, where
2: is that against the law?
3: But then you had a guy just a few weeks ago that was walking, running, jogging, and stopped mm-hmm. at a construction site. Two and months ago. Was murdered. A few yeah, months ago. It's he was long. murdered. It's not okay, even- okay, a few months ago. Okay, but yeah. the point I'm trying to make is that here he was jogging, doing his own thing, and he stopped at a construction site, and he went to look at everything. I've done this myself several times in my life, and he was ran down and fucking murdered in the streets by some by an ex-cop of all people. And it even came um, down,
0: it
1: even came down, Sean, that they hit him with their vehicle before they got out of the vehicle because he started fighting back.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm that. saying is that yeah, they murdered him they use the right term they murdered that man, and mm. hopefully they go to jail and they go to prison. There's a double standard in this country um I can do so many things I can walk- I have walked down the freeway from the electric cowboy all the way to mamel, and I never had a fucking cop stop me. How many black people can say that that's happened? nobody i can I have. Yeah, exactly. How, I mean, there's so many things that I have fucking white privilege that I've done in my life that black people get killed for every fucking day, and it goddamn rips my heart out. I know Shauna's daughter, I know her son, and, you know, hearing these stories, what she's telling, it fucking breaks my heart so bad that the police have fucking treated them that way. That's bullshit because I work with these kids. They're fucking amazing kids. You know, there shouldn't be a fucking double center. We're all Americans. We were mm-hmm. all born here. We all have these inalienable rights. But how come it, it just works for for certain people and not everyone? That, that That's why people are protesting. That's why people are burning shit. Because they want the same fucking rights that everybody has.
2: And you know
1: how how crazy is it that the answer, at least And I can only speak on Arkansas. How crazy is it that people are out there protesting police brutality, and the governor of our state, Asa Hutchinson's answer to these protests are police brutality. That's volumes to me. Yeah, that's what I think about that. Fuck that asshole. War crimes.
3: In addition to that, well, no, oh, no. I mean, when you got, I agree When it. you got the fucking president of the United States calling fucking white supremacists very good people, you know, this motherfucker in Charlottesville ran over a fucking woman, and the president the very next day was like, "Well, these are some really good people." <laughs> I mean, that's the issue that we oh. have here. You got, you got Cole Oh, did you see him retweet Candace Owens watching Fox News and loving this guy?
4: Did you Did you What's see that? him retweet Candace Owens when she said something bad about uh, George Floyd? He retweeted that. When she no, said I, I, George Floyd is not a no hero,
1: George Floyd would be looking down upon him smiling. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. You know, I actually got i I got put off of Facebook for a whole day because I fucking said that the people that projected the image of George Floyd onto the Robert E. Lee statue was a beautiful thing. I was gone for 24 hours for saying that because that was hate speech.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, tear all the bitches down.
4: (laughs) Wouldn't that be great?
3: I mean, all of us you know,
4: I never understood. Yeah, I never understood the tie to these, uh, the flag, the the Confederate flag, and the, and all these monuments, and you know, and people say, oh, it's my heritage? And I thought about that for a minute, because yeah. you know, for a while I tried to understand. I really, really, really was trying to understand, but you know, James Baldwin said something. He said to be. Yeah. Reli- to be black and relatively conscious in America is being, it would be a, to be in a rage all the time. Because, you know, the more and more I think and read and read and think, I'm like, why in the hell would anybody, if they read any of that, if they read any of the reasons why the states said they wanted to uh, leave the Union, secede, yeah. They point-blank said because of slavery. They point-blank said it. They did speeches about yes. it.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And they, no, they said did. it. Like, like they said it point-blank. You know, hey, you know, we can't, as, 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 together, we can't let the slavery go because economically right. we can't afford to do that, and we got to keep it. So this is what we want to do. So because of this, we're going to secede. They said it point-blank, each yes. state. Yeah. So yes. my thing so they fought to keep slavery. Now it was bad enough that the United States had slavery, but at least at one point they were saying, Okay, well maybe this is not so good. So right. my thing is they rape people, they kill people, they hung people from trees, they were cruel yes. and they were evil yes. toward people. And if that's your heritage, why the hell would you want to be tied to that? Like why but would exactly. you why would you want to be even known? for celebrating people raping, maiming, and killing other people.
3: Right, right. You know, that's like the guy that created the uh, Confederate flag, that everybody waves everywhere and does everything that they do. If you actually look at why he created that flag, he specifically stated that it was created to show white superiority over the black race. Sean, now, and, and, and oh, you know what? And every
4: time, and every time they fly it, it's for the same reason. And they act like exactly. they don't know any better. You know what? Okay. This is, is why I explain it. And Sean, I explained this to one of our classmates too. This is what I explained to somebody. I said, being black in America is like now. Don't get me wrong. I've done pretty decent for myself, but being black in America to me is like being in an abusive relationship.
0: You Ooh, love yeah. the person
4: that's oppressing you and you love the person who's beating you, you know, and you have some good times. You have you might have a long right. period of time without getting you getting hit in the eye. But it's like one day they hit you in the nose. Let's say they hit you in your nose and you, and you bleed all over your white shirt. And they apologize to you. And they say, well, we, we, you know, I'm sorry that I hit you. I'm, and sure. I'm not yeah. going to do that again. But I still need right. you to do this, this, and this, and that. And they take that bloody shirt. And they hang it up on the wall so every time you walk past it, you remember you got hit in your nose. You -hmm. remember that you got that black eye. You remember all of that. That's the same thing.
1: And, you know, Ms. Stubbs, I I was listening to you a second ago, and you talk about these lynchings. And, unfortunately, we can no longer say these are things of the past because just this past week in California – And I believe one at least in New York City. uh, Three, yeah.
0: They're
1: they're finding they're finding these individuals now being lynched, and in California and New York, of course, of all places, just floors me. The most liberal, free thinking states in this union, and they still have
3: problems. Or
0: two, excuse me. Two, they,
3: two, of, two of those two of those two of those happened from. in California, fifty miles apart, within ten days of each other, and the police have said both of them were suicides and the families have said, uh uh-uh, uh, no, that's not that's not that's not the truth. They want a full investigation and the states are pushing back against them. And that shouldn't happen because like it looks like we've had modern day lynchings here. So what the fuck's going on?
4: Yeah, that that was kinda odd.
3: It is. I, I
4: found that kind of odd who the that, fuck that, that that happened. I can't say exactly what happened, but I just found it odd. Who the fuck would publicly
1: themselves
3: to commit suicide? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to commit suicide, most people leave a note. Most people say something. To hang yourself in a public place like that, that seems extremely odd, especially with what's going on right now. Um, yeah, uh, in a park. How would you yeah, and, and these in California happened 50 miles apart in this, you know, in in a very relatively close area, 10 days apart. That seems extremely odd to me. I don't like to be a conspiracy theorist at all, but I want them to do some extensive research into this and find out exactly what fucking happened cuz I that that's just that's too weird.
4: You know, um oh. Now I will say this, and I know this is something you guys don't want to say, so I'm gonna say it because I'm black. Okay, black people. Now, I will say this, and this is the one thing I will say that I have talked to a lot of my counter, my my peers about this. We do have such a legacy, of you know, you you go through all the things that happened: slavery, Jim Crow, redlining. Segregation, uh, black codes, whatever, red codes, black codes, whatever it was called. I mean, mass incarceration. So you know there has been this systemic thing that has gone on and is going on. And what has generally, what has, has ended up happening is certain things are expected. So people start to. Uh, Not be able, you know, let me see, how can I put this? If you get used to living a certain way, it's hard to see past that. So a lot of what has happened to me with the youth, you know, if you grow up in a certain environment, you know, and all of the violence and stuff that we've been exposed to over the years, you know, is no different than, you know, sending somebody off and, and them coming back. And then they get PTSD and then they depressed. There's a lot of depression and stuff among the black community. And so and pe- that's something that people don't really, really understand because it's never really been dealt with before. There's no way you can go through all of that and, and, and don't leave a legacy of that. But the people who are doing better, you know, and there's a lot of us, we got to do a grassroots operation to reach back a little bit and say, hey, let me show you this way. Because somewhere there has to be some type of hope. Because when people don't have hope, it's going to come out in certain ways. It's going to come out as self-inflicted or it's going to come out against other people. That's just generally the way it goes. So we do have to work in our own community to work with our own people. You know, I'm a firm believer in... Uh, don't I don't care who is the president. I mean, I believe in voting. I believe in policy changes. I believe in being active. But I also believe in personal responsibility. Now, it's, it, we we at some point gotta say, no matter who the president, no matter who what's going on, you still gotta make it every day. And we've been in survival mode so long. We gotta learn how to get out of survival mode. And that's gonna be two ways. One, policy and government has to change. And some of the systemic that is all of the systemic racism, has to change. But two, we got to get out of it. We got to bury that legacy too. We're white people aren't the only ones that got to bury it. We got to bury it too. If Absolutely. I'm making any sense.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, Miss Stubbs, I definitely. No, hang, say- on,
2: hang on, Michael. Go ahead. No, I agree with what she's saying, and I think that you know the one thing like i was saying is is uh you know i think that we we need to open that dialogue we need to explore what's what's happening i think i think and this is not this is what you'll hear being used by some of the conservative talkers on 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 they'll say well the you know the implosion of the american family not having a uh, Sean's back in, so I'll bring Sean back onto the stream real quick. But uh, a lot of people are saying that the American home is being eroded away, fatherless homes with with with, uh, and it has yeah, but they the, created I, it
4: though. That's the problem. Uh, no, no, they no, no, created no, no, I it. Not. They talk about it, but they don't acknowledge how it happened. Right, right. That's the problem. The problem is they don't acknowledge how it happened. That I. And to a degree, I do agree with some conservatives on that, but then too, at the same time, you know, when people not making money, they're gonna figure out a way to survive. Yeah. So if I can yeah. live yeah. here yeah. and and get some help because we don't make enough money to live and get married, then that's what the people are gonna do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you right, pay people wages. So
3: so, so so real quick. Okay. um, just an example. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me mute this. Mute your video. Okay. There you go. Okay. So just an example, real quick. My great grandmother, who lived through the depression, used to bootleg, you know, uh, liquor. She used to run liquor mm-hmm. across all the counties here between lono County and Memphis. And okay. no one thinks bad about her because she's some old white lady. Now, she died many years ago, but she told me about this, and I was fascinated by it. Most of the family denies that it ever happened, but, I mean, she told me that she did this shit. There was no reason for her to lie to me. Uh, She was writing down her memoirs at the time. Um, She did what she had to do to fucking survive during the Depression. A lot of people, especially minorities in this country, do what they have to do to fucking survive in this country, and they... Get fucking reamed Over that shit You know They're they're trying to live They're trying to live from day to day They're trying to survive every single month A month And the system is just built To destroy them The system is built to hold them down And to stop them And here comes Mr. Trump Mr. 2016 when he won uh, Let's make America great again When was America ever great? Why don't we ask this question? Who was it great for? The white Americans that got away with bootlegging back in the day? The white Americans that sold marijuana and never got caught? The white Americans, the the, the railroad barons that made billions of dollars that, that fucking raped everybody and took all the fucking money? You know? I mean, seriously, who was it great for? It wasn't minorities. It wasn't colored people. It wasn't women. Everyone in this country has been oppressed to some point except for, and I hate to say it this way, white fucking males that had fucking money to begin with.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Now, I'm a, white, I'm, a white, I'm a white male. I'm a part of the fucking problem. But I have to admit that I'm a part of the fucking problem. I have white privilege. When I get pulled over by a fucking cut when I run him off the road on I-30 and he lets me go, wow. Does that happen to black people here in Arkansas? Hello, no. Up in Jonesboro, a kid gets fucking handcuffed behind his back and somehow he shoots himself in the fucking heart. Uh-huh. But that fucking happened. Or, you know or what I'm saying?
1: John, let's hit him with the reality of the situation. A 12-year-old fucking boy in his yard gets fucking shot by cops and killed, murdered by cops. In a matter of seconds. Let's not even go with the, the...
3: Exactly. Ugh. I mean, how many how many kids in America, how many black kids in America, have been shot by the police because they were in Walmart playing with a toy gun, or they were playing with a toy gun in a park, or some bullshit like that. I mean, you you guys know just as much as I do. It's happened for the last decade all over America. Young black kids get fucking killed all the fucking time.
4: There's and a double standard
3: here. here. Police oh, are afraid that's not of even black count. people.
4: I That's not even counting the amount of people that get a charge. You see, we're talking about yes. the people that get killed. That's not yes. even counting the amount of people who get charges for stupid yes. stuff. I was looking at yes. the video. I used to work. I'm a criminal justice major, and I used to work for the public defender's office, and I've worked at the jail. Let me tell you something. The they were, And I've been watching these little videos and stuff, right? Like, these cops get pissed. Right, so then they give this this kid this BS charge, and then it's a felony. Like, do yeah. you know how much money you gotta have to fight a felony? So most of no, these guys, and, and I learned this at the jail too, they pre bargain because they can't afford to fight the charge, so they end up with yeah. felony because they can't afford to fight the charges.
0: Yes,
4: ruining a. So and now, now you got a twenty-year-old with a felony for something stupid. Exactly. We're
1: we're talking about uh we're talking about a situation where and literally I have never been this sick by a social media post, but I almost literally vomited when I saw this. George Zimmerman is now finding bags of Skittles for
3: fans.
4: When I saw that. I, don't don't I, make me right there. Well, you know who I'm mad at about that? Where did George, George Zimmerman live? Florida, I believe. He lives in what, California or somewhere? Florida? I thought of Florida. Florida. What makes me mad about gang bangers, black gang bangers, they'll around and kill each other, but then George Zimmerman's still walking around. But how Very hard true. are they supposed to be? Very true. I just had to throw that out there. No, so you're Very right. True. I
3: mean, look at look at all the gangbangers, the Crips, the Bloods, all the bullshit that happened yeah, here in Arkansas in the, of that Arkansas in the but 90s.
4: George the Demers still walk around. Now, I feel like they should all turn in their right. card. Turn in your gang card. Right. You're letting them walk around.
3: Yeah. Very true. Yeah, I mean, we remember back in ninety ninety one. 1991, Banging in the rock, all that bullshit that they tried to throw into Little Rock, trying to say that it was like the murder capital of the world and all this bullshit. So
4: oh, the HBO special, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It I
0: don't
4: know, dog. It, it wasn't as bad as on HBO, but I'm tell right. you the true. It was pretty. It was. It was. It, was bad. it wasn't as bad as HBO, but it was pretty bad. Yeah. I remember hanging out down in Little Rock, right, and you couldn't even drive down the freaking road without being yellow take somewhere. It was. It was. It was. It was for that. Yeah. I mean, there was bullshit
3: was happening violent. everywhere. And, yeah. you know, e- e- even I used to hang out in Little Rock. Even I used to hang out in different places where I probably shouldn't have been. No one fucked with me because I carried myself in a certain way with respect. And I, and I respected other people. It didn't matter who they were. And everybody was cool with me and I was cool with them. You know? Now, all these people that are like, oh, I won't go to Little Rock because... You know, all the bullshit that happens there You know, the black people are so dangerous I mean, seriously, go fuck yourself Little Rock is not that bad I I work in Little Rock I work in North Little Rock I go back and forth every day from Benton And I never see anything happen to me Now, do I see things that happen in the news? Sure Do I hear people talk about it? Yes, every single day And it's unfortunate But it's not a dangerous place You know, when you look at world statistics as far as crime and everything like that, crime's actually moving down across the world. The world is becoming a safer place because it is, because people are becoming socially conscious of, of, of how they should treat everybody. Now, what is rising in America? White terrorism is going up in America. Mass shootings are going up in America. Because of white terrorists, people that are afraid that they're going to lose everything that they have because minorities are going to be the majority in 2030. Well, that's a fucking misnomer. Whites are still going to be a fucking minority. Fox News has been playing that shit for 25 years, and they've been pissing all these white supremacists off, and now they're out there trying to fucking do this bullshit. Enough is enough. They need to stop that shit.
4: Well, you know what? Uh, uh, Sean, I got to tell you something the preacher man said. Anyway, Uh-oh. so I was at church one. <laughs> I was at church one Sunday, and I go to a a, a multicultural church. So my pastor is okay. actually Caucasian. So okay. one of the associate pastors, we we had, they had a he talked about race sometimes. Like he'll have a panel of people, or he'll do something on race, like stuff like this happens. He'll bring in some people to educate folks on race and racial tension yes. and why it is the way it is. He does that at our church. So this 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 guy, this preacher, he says, uh one of his social pastors, he said, when I was younger, you know, uh, I, I was used to listening to people say racial slurs and things like that. He said, yes. so I thought it was no big deal until I was going to school with a, a young black guy, and we were good friends, and I said it in front of him, and he got mad, and he never spoke to me again. He said, so at that point, I realized that was wrong and how he felt about it. He said, so I got when I got saved, I decided never to use that type of language. He said, so I thought at that point, now I'm not racist. He said, and I had to, one, he said one day, uh, he was praying, I don't know, you know, the prayer stuff, I don't know what he was doing. But he said, and it dawned on him that, Because he he thought he wasn't racist because he didn't use racial slurs or say those type of words. He said it finally dawned on him that it's one thing to invite somebody to your table. It's another thing to give up your seat. He said the problem is we don't want to give up our seat. Yes. And that's the realest thing I ever heard a white man in person say to me.
3: No, You're absolutely right. I
4: worry about my legacy and my kids and the lineage or what's going to happen with them.
3: You know, and and I've pissed off my family by saying this, and they've all unfriended me for it. Um, I was raised in a family that has a lineage going way back of racism. I heard Mm -hmm. the N-word in my house almost daily. I heard all my uncles and my aunts talk about it. They're funny little stories about the 60s and the 70s and how people have their fucking place. And it never fucking jived with me. I never understood it. You know, I never got it. Uh, one of the things I'll never forget, I was about seven, eight years old, and I invited someone to spend the night at my house. Uh, we had just watched Star Trek The Motion Picture And this kid and I bonded, and my grandfather was like, no, I'm not going to have that you-know-what in my house. And it just broke my heart. Oh, yeah. It broke my heart, and I've never forgot it. Now, not all my family is that way. I want to be fair. Not all my family is that way. Um, But a lot of them were, and I grew up with this. There was this weird dynamic where they told black jokes they said the n-word they did what they did and i just had but to sit there and accept it because i was a young child you know I well that's the thing you know i was always told well there's black people and then there's these people yeah and I, I again i never understood it i didn't and then you know when i was you know and this is crazy you know i was 17 years old I got my girlfriend pregnant in high school, and there was this guy that I worked with. His name was Roy. I'll never forget him. He invites me to his house. We go to this barbecue, and it was all black people except for me and my girlfriend at the time. And, man, they didn't treat me bad. They accepted me for who I was, and we had the best time I've ever had. And he died during Desert Storm. And I've never forgotten Roy for as long as I've lived that he accepted me as a part of his family. He told me that, and he loved me, and he loved my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, and, you know, he's gone. And I I, I learned from that. I learned from that that not everyone that my family had told me was evil is. You know, everyone is Everyone is just trying to live their fucking life to do what they want to do and to be happy. That's the right. thing. Kids my age, kids younger than
1: me, if they would just sit there and they would do what you did, Sean, and they would find out for themselves that their parents and their families are full of shit, I feel like we could eventually. Well, Michael, this.
2: Michael, I think. And, and I say, here's why I say this. Here's why I say this. You know, I, 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 I've never had any biological kids of my own. I'm 41 years old. But I had a hand in helping raise a little girl from the time she was six months old, and now she's, shit, she's 22. God damn, I'm old. Um, but anyway, you know, I look at, the music that they listen to, I look at the associations that they make, the people that they hang out with, and honestly, other than the content of some of the music that they listen to, because I think that that the entertainment industry and the media have had a lot to do with the shitfall of society, it's, it's all about sex, 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 um, but anyway, that's a different topic. But I look at it is. like my daughter is it's like, fuck, she likes everybody, you know, and she's friends with everybody. There's no prejudice or discrimination there. It's If you're a kind person or if you're a cool person, I don't give a – she doesn't care. And I think that that age group, I really do think that – that, and that's why I, I think that racism is is making that last final grasp and it's being well, yes. held in these pockets yes. full of dumbasses, and and that's why yes. I say I really hate to throw blanket statements out there and put racism under this huge umbrella because I'm not under that umbrella, and and I'm and Good. I don't mean to offend Good. anybody when yes. I say this, but yes. I I can't apologize for something that that I'm fought for against vigorously from for a long time because. Of some dumbass that has his own opinions of the way he was taught, you know And so okay. I think that racism is fading itself out But like you said, there's a contingency of people And eventually though, once the big the, the, the big pocket And I say big pocket in, in, in terms You know, once the old patriarch of the family that still believes in this stuff Goes away right. and passes away and, and I don't wish death on anybody at all. Uh I do. But once they go away, I can't. I can't do that because in I all can. honesty that makes me no better than the than the evils I'm fighting now. And I can't do that. No, it does I'm sorry. No, it,
3: do- it, it, it does it does make you better. Let me let, let me let me let me let me point in I mean step in for just a second. Uh, just recently I had a debate on a social media site, G H V. Uh, Channel Eleven, and this old lady came out and said, "All lives matter," and it's like, okay, so blue lives matter, all lives matter, but you're against Black lives matter. The problem is, is that the word Black, and she was just like, "Fuck you, I'm not a racist." Blah blah blah, whatever. Um, I made a statement that, you know, all you old white racists, you baby boomers, you're all going to be dead soon, and when you are the world will be a better place. I got banned on Facebook because of that. So that was considered hate speech. That's not fucking hate speech. That's a fucking truth. All these old racists that are out there, all these old book baby boomers uh, that hate fucking black people for whatever fucking reason, fuck them. Let them all fucking die. Let them all fucking die. Get rid of them. L- l- let them just pass along. Um, some of you people are religious. I'm not. Um, well Sean, no, Sean it, Let
2: me clarify my statement If okay. they are, they Pass away from natural Causes um, You know that's one thing I don't but I don't wish Death upon anybody Because what example oh. am I Setting I, and That's my opinion I'm not setting a good example For Let's say If I do raise a child and, and he hears me go Well you can die Okay, well, then let's say he's influenced at some point, point. and in he looks up to me as his father. And he goes, well, my dad yeah. said he hoped he died. Well, now, if he ha- finds any harbor of hate in his heart for any person, then it's okay for, for, for that person to die. So I feel like this starts with me and everybody else. We have to set that example for the society coming up that we need to get along. Now, people die oh, of natural causes, and it's oh, a natural process, oh, but I don't wish for anybody to go out there and go, you know, kill somebody and die just to eradicate a problem to me. Because I think if well, you eradicate a problem by violence, you, all you're doing is, is you're, you're spawning another problem with that violent
4: reaction or action and reaction. Well, I'm going to so tell you, Nazis it is,
3: killed you, it is
4: not just the baby boomers anyway, because Sean. I'm gonna tell you. You see some of the posts from our our peers that we went to school with, yeah. and those people yeah. are our age. Yes. Yeah. And that's how and, they and, talk. And and it mean and they don't even understand when you try to explain to them why this yeah. is racist. They like, well, we don't understand. Yeah. Why do you think that way, Lashana? Like, what do you mean? Right. With, they, if you say to me, if you say to me, oh, well, uh. The past is the past, and you guys can't keep whining, and you can't keep blaming the past for what's happening right now. And then I say, well, the reason the police and other people think that black people are dangerous or black people are bad is because when you say that the things that happen are not real and it's not a part of the system and you deny all that stuff, what you're saying is the only thing that's making a difference is we're black. Mm. That, that's what you're saying. The only thing that's making a difference in how we're living is we're black. And because you think we're, we're black, that we inherently have issues, that we inherently are bad, it makes it easier for people to shoot people. It makes it easier yes. for you to mistreat us. It makes it easier for you to be okay with the wrongs that are being done to us. Yeah. Well,
3: no, 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 I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Um, you know, the American Idiot Show are three white guys, you know, mm-hmm. two guys from Generation X, one guy that's a millennial. That's Michael, um, mm-hmm. and we, we have white privilege, and oh, yeah. we do not understand at all oh, not what even it means, one be black in america hey <laughs> hey and, I hey. Like and, and guys said. i
4: appreciate everything that you're saying and everything that you're doing and Sean keep up the good work i have a friend that's in the hospital that's calling me right now so i have to talk to you guys later
0: okay. absolutely
4: right, okay. thank okay.
1: you very much. Uh, please call in again uh Sean i want to direct your attention yeah. here to the screen uh i sent Brad a graphic but uh somebody made a poster uh, yeah. at the protest and it says last words and I'll tell you the one that stuck out to me, Natasha McKenna February 3rd okay. 2015, her last words and this literally just shattered my heart
0: she says mm-hmm. you promised
1: you wouldn't kill me oh. if, if that doesn't shatter your heart you're not a fucking human being.
3: No, I think it should, you know, and, and I don't mean to be on here trying to bash all white people or say that all white people are fucking racist or anything like that. I don't oh, believe yeah. that, you know, it, it it's, it's a lot to do with my own personal history that it's a lot of racists. Um, you know, Sean and I grew up together she actually graduated a year before me, so we know each other very well. We worked together well, for well, a Sean, long time.
2: Sean, yeah. we have the you showed me you physically showed me the screenshot uh of of I mean I don't God, I don't wanna get your I don't wanna bring out your personal business, but your your cousin that was the the big Ted Cruz fan. And yeah. and him publicly being one way and and behind the scenes he was being another. I mean, when you showed me that and and we talked about that, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, how could you, like.
1: Brad, you know how many people over the past week that you, that, uh, think about it, go in once you started sharing these posts about Black Lives Matters and things. You can literally look at your friends list, and you'll be like, "Hey, I haven't seen that person in a while on my timeline," and you'll just look for them, and you'll be like, "I never would have thought it," but you see it,
2: and you're yeah, like, and, I, and, "And and in I defense, though, like playing playing devil's advocate again, in defense of some of that action, um, you know, I know several people that have that have unfriended me for it." and I'm not defending them by any stretch of the imagination, but leading to the benefit of the doubt. There are a lot of people, and, and it's the whole mentality that you take, and it's, it's probably not right. But, you know, some people just, I don't know, man. I really, I, The only explanation that I've been given was that they were like, well, you know, crap, this, that, the other, and, and it, I don't even know if it's excusable. But I know these people... Do not have a racist bone in their body It's that It's the whole You know ignoring factor And that's not the the way to go about it But I wouldn't necessarily Accuse them of of being something That I know that they are not You know I've always said that the most Worst thing you could say is Well I have black friends What the hell does that mean
3: Yeah exactly You know it's, 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 it's hard for somebody To say that like I come from a long line Of racists I had so many cousins and so many aunts and uncles get mad at me over that shit, and fucking message me and be like, "How the fuck can you say that shit?" Well, because I'll give, it's I'll give you true. an example.
2: I will. I'll give you an example. Uh, an example of of how I know that that it's not all the baby boomers. My 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 dad came from literally nothing. Uh, his yeah. his dad was. Uh, Right before he passed away I guess he realized that he had made some very bad decisions in his life and a lot of neglect and, and stuff. So he finally came around but he passed away in seventy six before I was two years before I was born. My grandmother, yeah. God rest her soul, died in twenty fifteen. One of the greatest women I've ever met met in my entire life. Michael had the privilege of meeting her a couple of times, I believe. Uh she was she would she would help, you know Anybody no matter what But she worked For she worked she died in the hospital Still employed full time at 92 years old but anyway You know my dad went to college Worked his way through Worked his way to get to college Didn't wasn't handed anything To him he, he physically worked Applied himself and everything like that and I Understand you know people say that you know He had it better but he grew up in The in the slums of Rose City You know um, but he had structure and influence around him that, that kept him going, positive you know, reinforcements and whatnot. But saying all that, he has made a very successful life of, for himself. And he's owned several businesses and, and owns a business now. And he has actually made it a point not for – nobody knows this until I just said it. He doesn't advertise. So it's not like he's trying to gain brownie points. But he has gone and helped. You know, several of his employees, and uh, that have have fallen hard times and have had you know alcoholism and things like that. He's helped support them, and he's done things for them and and what he can do. And so, I think it. You know, like I said, I think we have to take that umbrella that we make a lot of these statements on and toss that son of a bitch in the river, and isolate the problem, because I think we're dissecting a lot of times. On a body that You know I think we're taking the wrong Parts out we have to figure out Where these isolated Tumors are within this body that we Call life and, and humanity And remove those But if we're if we take Out what we look to be a tumor just because We instantly associate that with The skin color then I think That's where our problem lies And I don't know if that's the best analogy but this Is the only one I could think of at the time You know and so I just look at it as if we have the ability to change our future, okay? Nothing is set in stone. You know, uh, if you believe in Christianity, you believe that that God gave us free will. You know, Sean, I know that that you do not believe in that. I I do now, and it's based on some things that have occurred that I have no explanation for. And I'm not looking to reason those out, but I, I I I believe it. I'm sure you can, but I've choose to believe that way, and it's not for the end okay. game. To be honest with you, I don't do this for the end game like a lot of people do. I'm going to be this guy because I don't want to burn in hell for all eternity. Who knows? I may not be doing everything the right way, and I still may get a ticket down there. I don't know, but I know that I know that if Sorry. you believe in free will and you have the ability to do what you do, you can yeah. change the direction of where you're going And if you're doing it for the right reasons You're not out here for publicity You're doing this shit behind the scenes Because you want to And that's where I think a lot of people see. Oh look at that guy He's on YouTube and he's doing this And he's doing that And he's giving this homeless guy a $500 ticket Because he wants to make it better No, nah. I'm going to tell you right now I don't know if you know who I'm talking about Sean But Darman, have you ever heard of him? What's his name? His name is D-H-A-R-M-A-N-N, Darman. Michael knows. I send him a couple of videos from time to time.
3: Mm. No.
2: He, I'll tell you right now. There's no religion associated with it in the videos. Michael, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I probably will listen if you tell me. He he does these skits, like the husband that cheated on the wife and she, and he instantly regretted it. Because, oh, yeah. you know, he talks about the neglect of this husband that works all day and his wife's at home, and he's like, his wife fixed this, this dinner that she made because she didn't have time. She was taking – and he's like, you didn't clean the house. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. You didn't do this. Because I've been at work all day. Well, he realizes <coughs> – corona uh, – that uh, – sorry, that's, that's a reaction to cough, call. Uh, but he literally – Realizes what she goes through on a daily basis and how much time she puts into doing this, and he appreciates. You know what
4: I'm saying? And and he's
2: just a motivational uh, coach, and he does these little three minute videos, Sean, about about judging people. So I'm telling you, if you get a chance to watch them, it's D H A R last name M A N N. I'm telling you, if you watch some of these videos, man, it's it's really cool what the message that he puts out there. And it's not any religious based thing that that so you know. Now some of his people believe in that stuff, but he doesn't use religion as the basis. It's all based on humanity, and so, you know, I think they're pretty cool. But you know, you see these people on YouTube that are giving this homeless man, you know, half a million dollars because they can, and they're doing it for the publicity of it all. To me, they helped the guy. No, don't get me wrong. He, he his life has changed, but I I, I find it. More acceptable to me when you go to make change, not looking for any notoriety out of it. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's what I was trying to say there. I would agree. Right.
1: Gentlemen, we're about uh, 37 minutes into overtime. Let's go ahead and wrap things up with our final thoughts for the weekend. Get ready. Uh, very successful
3: first show here uh, with the live stream. Very happy with it. Right, I uh, think it was like really cool. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and I think
2: it opened a venue. I think it opened a venue to people, and and you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that, that there's people probably have watched the live stream that haven't had the opportunity to listen to blog talk because, let's be honest, when you first get into it, right. it's not the easiest thing to try to find. Um, mm-hmm, but nope. it is archived there, and uh, we yep. do have a YouTube channel. I don't know if we'll be able to put the video up or not on, on youtube uh that we just did for this live i guess we could try to figure it out but uh it is going to be on the facebook page it'll be there we're not going to take it down but i'm, I'm, hey, I'm put pretty sure guys, on video real quick i'm i can't i'm standing outside at the moment
3: oh dear lord are you naked Right?
2: no i'm in a public center
1: <laughs> well i mean brad has that stopped you before
2: Look, yeah, look, that's I never told stopped that me. I took that rubber ch- look, I took that live chicken to the porn stop, and I told him if he didn't keep sticking his head up, I was going to choke the shit out of him. And I did, and he threw up all over the place, and I went to fucking jail. Kiss my hand. <laughs> long story. Long, no, short story, <laughs> long results, I guess. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> no, I mean, like, legit, though, straight up, like, straight up, you know, I guess my final thought would be is that I think that that we have to obviously identify issues that we have. I think that we have to put aside our differences, and I think that we have to come together. I, I'm curious to see uh, tomorrow if, if the if the reports are true. I really do. I, I, I am going to say one thing that, that – that probably is going to get me even more hated on this show by some of the listeners because they probably think I'm some alt right guy, but uh, because i do I do kind of i don't take the narrative of the liberal left, but uh, you know I am proud I am proud to say that that even regardless if he did it for a political stature or if he did for his own whatever, but I'm glad that he decided to cancel the rally on Juneteenth. Because I don't think that having that rally on the day that they ended slavery, the celebration for, that commu- for the community, was a good thing at all. So I'm proud. I'm, I'm actually happy for that. Uh, but I'm also happy to, and I'm, I'm curious to see, he's calling for an executive order on unifying police standards across the board. I'm really curious to see what that exists consists of, to be honest with you, because, you know, I, I just want to see. And 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 I don't I don't agree with the things that he says anymore at all. i never have really, uh, as far as his di- diversification and all of that. Some of his policies that have nothing to do with any you know racial tensions or any of that. I've, I've kind of you know I've agreed with some of them, but I want to see what he has to say. I want to see if 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 he can if what this executive order. Potentially consists of, Uh, but like I've said all along, I think we have to. Everybody has to put down their armor, drop their weapons, figuratively speaking, come to the table, throw the emotion away, and open up a dialogue. One of the greatest things that the human beings can do is the art of communication between each other. You know, I think that all animals can do it, but we as humans can get rid of that animalistic nature about us and show that compassion. You know, we're not lions in the jungle eating the wheat. We have the ability to be compassionate, you know, and I think we need to use that. I think we were given that ability for the greater good. We just haven't used it because we have become cannibalistic and we've eaten the wheat to survive. And I think we have to drop right. all that and we have to come together as, a, as one big body And figure out where the cancer is And figure out how to eradicate the cancer Because if not it's going to spread the entire Body and we're all going to fade away And nobody's going to win In this situation unless we can find That one unifying Factor And that's the fact that we're all the same fucking people We just look different Great
3: I'd agree with that Absolutely Well Sean uh,
1: Any final thoughts as we prepare
3: part this uh, episode of the American Idiot Show? Uh, I want to thank Shauna for calling in tonight. Um, She and I have known each other a long, long time, so I really appreciate her being on the show tonight. Uh, She made some great points, and I think she brought a lot to the show. Um, I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in anything but straight-up chaos, and I think that what we're going through right now is absolute chaos and it makes perfect sense to me all the bullshit that's happening and unless we all get together and try to fix this together instead of trying to fight each other it's just going to be a big smorgasbord of bullshit like it's been for what the past six months now so uh my last final moment is everybody get together have a beer, and just try to get the fuck along and try to fix this shit. Quit trying to fucking divide everything and fight everybody. You know, we're all genetically the same, so let's just fucking fix it. It's one world, one species. We ain't got no other place to go, so let's fix it. Go ahead, man. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my final thought is, once again, I, I, just along the lines of what Sean said, we've all got to be in this together. If you want to see change in this world, you have to, we have to unite to make it happen. Uh, once again, I can't yeah. stress this enough. If you legitimately want to see change in this world, and I've heard this so many times, I'm so proud at the protest. Uh the fact that there was registered-to-vote drives going on during these protests makes me so happy. Uh If you want to see change in this world, on November 3rd, I believe it is, or November 4th, whatever day it is this year, the day that we will bring you our live American Idiot special for the election night, hopefully to announce that Donald Trump has not been re-elected president of the United States, uh, get your ass out there and vote. Uh, one thing yeah. I will say, uh, Tom Cotton, do it. In Arkansas it specifically here, you have an option. Do not let people fool you. Tom Cotton has a challenger in the, uh, in the race for the Senate seat here in Arkansas. Dan Whitfield is the gentleman's name. Look him up. If you agree with his policies, by all means, go ahead and vote for him. Uh But that's the true way you can go ahead and uh, make a difference in this world and in this country is by implementing the change at at the voting polls. So, ladies and gentlemen, for my co-hosts or, well, actually, for the hosts of the American Idiot Show, I'm the producer for Sean Castleberry, Brad Hicks. I'm Michael Carnahan, and we hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you here same time next week same bad panel same place. Good night, everybody.